we're back for the moment I've all been waiting for. A movie that Tyler has been dreading discussing for months now. Correct. And Joseph may or may not dread discussing. I've been excited for a while since I've been listening to the podcast, but now that I'm here, I'm kind of dreading it. But, you know. I'm dreading it on the inside. (laughs) I've been enthusiastic about this, just... I want to know how this plays. Be interesting. So, Star Wars... The Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Johnson from 2017. It has a 91% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 47% audience score, which the internet will not allow you to forget. It's beautiful. Um, Does anybody have any sort of preamble that they want to get into before we do best and worst things? um, I just kind of want to say that I feel like this is a perfect example of the Star Wars fan base right now. They can't really decide on whether or not they want it to be just like Star Wars or not like Star Wars at all. I consider it kind of like a Goldilocks scenario where it's just never just right. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I'm seeing out of it. So my the, my thing is that I feel like that was that was an early defense of the movie was that people were saying, oh, hey, you know, the, the, the movie, it's, or the fan base, they can't, they don't want the, the new, or the old Star Wars, they don't want the new Star Wars, or what do they want? And I kind of agree with that, but the initial response to that was immediately, no, that's definitely not what the problem is. That's a million other problems. Here's this and this and this and this. And so, I don't know. I feel like this, I feel like there is an element of that that Star Wars fans maybe aren't allowing them to admit, but I still, I I, I do, I don't know. Star Wars fans are weird because, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I think it comes back to the, th- this is such a unique franchise in so many ways as far as the way that people follow this and the nostalgia people have for this. Yeah. Where it's like... It's not quite like anything else. Yeah, because this came... This is like the first sci-fi franchise. It's the first like following, I guess, that that was generated around a franchise because of the fact that it was our... I mean, I don't know... Was it originally planned for to have all three movies or was it just... George Lucas's story is that he he wrote out this grand thing called Star Wars. Uh Uh-huh. He realized that it was too large for one movie, so he split it up into three. Sure. I've heard some contradicting stories about yeah. how much of the plot he actually had come up with. Right. For for all three versus just the one, yeah. I'm not quite sure. But that, either way, that's George Lucas's. The fact story. that this was a three part serial uh, that all came out starting in 1977, came out over what five years, six six years, that all came out over that span that quickly, like. Nothing ha- had been anything quite like had done anything quite like that before that point, and nothing really did that after that point for quite a while. As far as like, here's the thing, and we're going to have successive sequels about it within a very quick time frame that all are part of an overarching story. Like the next thing to do that, I guess, would have been Back to the Future? Question mark. Maybe like Rocky. But that Rocky is really Not just sort of yeah. Like... Ro- well, that too. But Rocky's just sort of an ongoing thing, where it's just like they kept making more sequels there was never like a, an overarching plan of like this is where we're gonna yeah. stop and so sure. it's kind of like <laughs> rocky five was all planned out <laughs> i believe oh, it man. i believe it but like it's just such a weird thing of you got these three movies they're all part of one story yeah that's i mean that's like first of all that barely ever happens anyway where something gets planned out enough to where you can get three cohesive movies together that are all of at least somewhat in the same quality range yeah and that all compose one story like that's such a 
a, a different thing. And the fact that it was the very first thing in general, like to, to start a fan base like this, and the fact that it was in the 70s, and then released sequels 20 years later that generated a new crop of fans who then went back to see the original on top of them probably being shown the originals by their parents or whatever and being like, oh, look at these movies that we love. You're going to watch them too. And then like, the, I feel like there's just been this cycle of nostalgia, like Star Wars, that Star Wars has, has generated like nothing else has because it pops up in these like sequences. And then, you know, of course, you've got all the extended universe stuff with the comics and the, the, the novels and the shows that have come out since starting like the, the early 2000s and such. Like, it's just turned into such a weird thing where no one no one has the same view of Star Wars that other people have. And because of that, I just don't think anybody knows what they want from Star Wars anymore. Well, I think the problem is the is the prequels. They yeah. they kind of everyone was so ready for it. I mean, apparently the opening for Phantom Menace was incredible. Like people showing up, like it was yeah. these incredible crowds. The hype was huge like yep. people were buying tickets just to go see the trailer in theaters yep but like and then they would camp out days in advance right mm -hmm. and then they get let down by these fandango's a wonderful thing yep yeah. they get let down <laughs> by these three movies that don't really give them what they were expecting and because sure. of that they don't right. feel right they don't feel like they can trust anything anymore that's star wars because i don't know that they've just been kind of hurt by it so maybe that's what's leading to this well that's one layer for sure and it's like then of course you get into the stuff of do they actually dislike the prequels or not like the fact that that's already a splitting a, a, a thing that's like splits the fan base into factions of oh no the prequels are great and sort of this let's go I ahead mean, I, let's go ahead and say all of us think this is better than all the prequels yes, right for sure yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, th I think we need that context well that's what I was going to say is I think it's very hard to objectively say the prequels are good movies in general yeah and because of that it's it sort of adds this extra layer of people on an acting and production level you cannot tell me those are better than this sure and that's not even what i'm comparing it to i'm just saying in general like the fact that there are a number of people who genuinely love those which like you can like what you like but i think that's a very interesting fact that the fact that that is a thing is very interesting to me that people actually still really hold those in high regard without like I don't hold I them don't. in the highest regard, but I don't disown them. Well, because of nostalgia, right? Right. Like, like then, I grew up watching those movies. And so it's like... I'm such in a weird... I, I'm in a weird place with Star Wars. Well, that's what... I'm, I'm continuing to try and kind of cover this. Because then, of course, you do have the people who just flat out hate him, and they're like, this is terrible. You've got people like... I think Joseph and I both did kind of grow up on them, but also... I grew up on them, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but we don't really... None of us really like them now. Like, I have a really weird relationship with star wars as well we'll get into that but like which may that... lead to you actually liking this more than anyone else probably <laughs> uh, but it's that on top of the fact oh, spoilers that... i gave away that you like this movie well we, we've already established that i don't hate this movie at least i've been uh, building it up for months about what tyler's <laughs> mystery opinion spoilers. is about last jedi um, but it really is like it's that on top of the theatrical edition stuff and the fact that George Lucas is constantly... The special editions, mean. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That, well, I'm saying the fact that we don't have the theatrical yeah. editions and that George Lucas is constantly tinkering with his creations and then created this prequel thing that yeah. just blew everything up. And then it sat still for another, like, 10 years. I mean, then, obviously, before it was, like, 20 years, roughly? More than that? 15? Because yeah, sure. uh, it, went, it went from 83, 83 to, to 99. 99. Yeah, so, so 16. Um... And so then you've got another set of 12 years 
or nothing, no new Star Wars comes out, and then you get the Disney movies, which is another angle of just immediately, I don't want to like this thing, because the big evil conglomerate is making this thing for me, and therefore I don't want to like it because, I don't know, big companies, which is a whole other, like, there's so many little bits and pieces that have affected this franchise and may turn it into something where it's almost impossible to just like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. I think because it's not some art house yes, production. Yes, it's it's just turned into something where you can't just like the thing because it makes the Which, movies. I don't know. I don't think that's fair because like. We have the MCU, which is produced by the yeah. Evil Empire but, Disney. But again, can people continue to say the same thing about that as well? <laughs> I, I don't think it's a popular opinion that the MCU is bad. True, true. Whereas it's a, apparently a fairly vocalized opinion that this that these new Star Wars movies right. are bad. Or specifically this one, or specifically Force Awakens, or right. both in different terrible ways, apparently. So, yeah. I don't know, but it's it's all that on top of like that is the context that we're entering Last Jedi with, and I don't know that's fascinating. Like, because I remember going into Last Jedi, Joseph and I actually saw it together, and and I, we went in there, and I had no context for like fan reactions. I saw the the reviews were really good, and I was like, all right, let's go watch this. And I came out, and I was like, oh, that was great, I'm really on board, I'm loving this. And then, and then the internet told you you were yes, wrong. Yes, and then I I went online and I was like, oh my lord, <laughs> it's, it's the it's the gif of uh from Community where it's Donald Glover holding the pizza boxes and he walks in I, I haven't even seen Community I don't know what context this is but it gets used a lot where Donald Glover walks in with some pizza boxes like hey guys brought pizza and then like it looks around and like sees that the apartment's on fire like that that is that is how I felt I was like what in the world it, like it just completely blindsided me that people were that upset about it well because this. like you said the only reviews we saw were critic reviews yes. from the premiere yes. and the premiere critic reviews were like high 90s at yes. that point Yeah. so there was nothing to expect poor about this and we loved yep. it whenever we walked out yep. but then like as the days went on the audience scores went from like the 80s down into the 60s yep. and now as you can see they're at 47 yeah which is incredible we're almost at a double critic score yes. with the audience it's got to be the biggest scaff ever right and there it has been proven that there are bots manipulating that yeah to an extent i don't know what to what extent but that it's sort of like the imdb scores how there are a lot of movies that just have weird IMDb scores because yeah. some people set up bots or just were constantly... So, like, there is an aspect of that that's affecting... I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that it would still have a lower one just because of people coming out. Like, it, it, it apparently inspired a lot more people to come out and drive down that that yeah. uh, review, but that is something to keep in mind, that at least it's not... It's at least somewhat artificially driven. Yeah. Um, and, you know. and one thing this movie kind of reminded me of is that you can't let scores determine how much you like a movie. Yep. I mean, you like you, you need to be your own self. You need to understand that you like what you like. I mean, it's kind of like Alex really likes Alien 3. Yep. And I, I don't know. I don't think the, the reviews there are, are some great pe- for that. There are some people who... You are not the only one, definitely, who loves that movie. That, there are, there are, it has a very past, small cult, cult Over the past movie. maybe like 10 years, that movie's really started to gain more yeah. recognition. Yeah. Right. And that's, that might actually be since that they released like the special probably. edition of it and, and that documentary yeah. about what a, what a mess it right, was to right. make. Well, and, and that's fine. And like it's understandable that these people have the opinion they have. And maybe it's because I haven't seen all this background material. But everyone's going to have a different opinion. Yeah. Not everyone's going to love it. Like earlier I was saying you should go see Infinity War, you'll love it. It's the best movie ever, all that kind of stuff, but maybe you won't. Maybe you'll yeah. hate it. I mean, if you like, don't like the MCU, you you won't you, like yeah. it. <laughs> right, exactly. So Probably. What I'm trying to say here is it doesn't really matter what people put on reviews. Love what you love and hate what you hate. Yeah. 
Yeah, whenever you're looking at it like a critical score of like, oh, should I go see this movie or not? Take it with a huge grain of salt. Right. Huge grain of salt. Right. So with all that preamble out of the way. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Let's go ahead and get it. Tyler, what is your best thing and your worst thing about Star Wars Dead Men Tell No Tales? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you're ruining the mic. I I hope I ruin the mic. Um, My... Got him. (laughs) (laughs) My best thing... I'm sorry, not sorry? (laughs) ...about this movie is Luke Skywalker. Because they made me... So Boo, they ruined his character! let, let Let me establish where I'm coming at Star Wars from. Because I did watch the prequels growing up. And... I've kind of abandoned those at this point because I look back and I'm like, those are not good. And we have reviewed all those and you can go listen to them. Yes. I think the biggest thing I had atta- as, as far as attachment to Star Wars goes is, is really just the iconography. Because like, I, I grew up playing like the Lego Star Wars games and like all the ancillary stuff always really interested me as far as like the... The, the, the designs. And, well, and I was going to say that and yeah, the world. Yeah, the, the world building. Because like I can remember looking through the, the big Star Wars encyclopedia mm-hmm. picture books with like, they're like the, the big, you know, poster... Uh, coffee table books that you flip through yeah. and it's like got all this information right. about all this stuff right. uh, that pulls it from all like the the uh, extended universe things and like all that's really cool but like so like the world of Star Wars was always more interesting to me. like I didn't really watch the original trilogy much growing up I probably saw only saw it once or twice like before really before I don't know I don't know when I first started actually like watching those fairly regularly I mean probably not till I like met you a few years ago like this you know I don't know it's it's well then I also I, it's the one two punch of we watched more original trilogy especially because like Force Awakens was coming out and we were yeah, like let's prep exactly, exactly. let's prep and then I also showed you the, the infamous Red Letter Media Mr. Plinkett right. reviews oh, which man. which tore down your opinions oh, of, of the prequel okay. right so right. Funny, funny story about Plinkett I'm sorry Tyler we'll get right <laughs> back to you but Tyler introduced me to Plinkett's reviews and um, from Alex <laughs> woo from Alex and I watched them, and it was like two hour or one hour. Yeah, they're very long. Each video. one's like an hour and a half. And so I listened to the one for the pre. I listened to all the ones for the prequels, and I was, I had finished all of them, and it was depressing. And I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. I'm gonna go watch the Phantom Menace. So I put in the Phantom Menace, and it starts playing, and I get to the point where. I think they're on Coruscant and they're telling like they're telling Anakin about what he's got to do and I'm like I can't do this anymore like it was hard to watch like I just kept taking in all this criticism yeah. and processing it and trying to justify yeah. what they're doing in the movie and I couldn't yeah. so then I took out the movie and I put in a new hope and I just watched <laughs> that instead and I was happy but it, it those reviews can definitely tear down your opinion and make you actually see what's going on. Now, recently I've actually been able to watch the prequels just fine, except for the Clone Wars. I actually usually skip that one. <laughs> you mean Attack of the Clones? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but also the Clone Wars no, no, there animated is, movie. There is a Clone Wars movie. <laughs> I know. There's the cartoon, which is actually much better than anything <laughs> that they throw in with Attack of the Clones. But whatever. What I'm trying to say is, is I generally go from the like pod racing and stuff and skip over everything and then go to revenge of the sith um but yeah plinkett can <laughs> really ruin your day anyway. well um or he can make but I your think, day i think that underscores an important thing though of like 
you you as we've been watching these, you you'll point out to me and be like, oh, I, I think that this movie is way better than you guys thought it was, or way worse. Even though when we went over Grey's Anatomy, it wasn't actually that big of a difference usually, but it was still like enough to where there were things you pointed out that you were like, hey, I like this a lot. No, I think this is really you know whatever different opinions. Yeah. And I was like, well, I probably would have agreed with you at one point, but there's a reason that every time we do one of these podcasts, we watch the movie beforehand and watch, usually try to watch it together so that we can actually like discuss the movie as we're watching it because that ends up usually having a big effect of like realizing if you actually look at a movie critically and really just if you rewatch a movie that you haven't watched in a while you can pick up on a lot of the things that you completely just did not remember like completely just misremembered about the movie and then you watch it again and you're like oh that's actually a lot better than I thought it was a lot worse if you just try and go into it kind of fresh um, I mean, and it, it's helped too that a lot of the movies we've done on this podcast have been movies that I have not seen before um but You're still, welcome. It's yeah, but it's, it's it's helped me to kind of develop more of that ability to kind of look at a movie and be like, well, I know I feel about this way a certain way, but then, or I I feel I know how I feel about going into this, but I'm going to try and like cut away from that and just look at it based on how I want to critically review it. About it. And yeah, that, that probably impacted my scores. The yeah. fact that I haven't seen a lot of those movies very yeah. recently. Yeah, coming up with these which scores, is but. all to underscore the point. Getting back to. I don't Luke, even remember where Luke I was Skywalker going. was your best. Yes, all the all getting back to the point of that is why I do not see. I don't really put the original trilogy on a pedestal. I think it's good. I think especially Empire is extremely strong as a movie. I think it still holds up very well. But they were made in the seventies and eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Words. There you go. They were made then. They were made. See, if you're not accurate about these things, the fanboys will that's tear, very will tear true. us that's apart. Very true. They were made almost forty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, this 2017 was the mm-hmm. 40th anniversary. Yeah. Yep. They don't... They aren't perfect movies. And as someone who did not really, like, catch on to them until later on and was more... Had more of this idea of Star Wars as a cool thing as opposed to necessarily, like, the original trilogy is the be-all, end-all. Yeah. I, I mean, I gave them great... Re- pretty maybe not great did pretty good pretty good reviews overall when we actually reviewed them and when I reversed re- yeah when I went back and watched I gave Return of the Jedi a B plus I mean it's not like anyway um I believe I did at least the like I can confirm he <laughs> gave Return of the Jedi a B plus yeah, like I still enjoy them I'm not really trying to put them down I gave at all, it a B minus but I've given a lot of movies what kind of a tool <laughs> am I I've given a lot of movies that are not the Star I did not give any of the Star Wars movies an A+. And put it that way. Right. I mean, neither did I. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that, like... <laughs> Joseph did, that's fine. Empire, Empire is just about worth it. It was just... Per, again, for me, like, that didn't... I don't know. Point I'm trying to make is... I really enjoyed this take on Luke Skywalker. And the, it, it's... I sort of feel the same way about a lot of the elements in this movie. That they make me care about things that the original trilogy... Don't really make me care about all that much. Because, again... They're, they're pretty old movies at this point and they were made in a different era of storytelling and filmmaking and because of that they don't necessarily hit the same beats and they don't necessarily pack the same punch that you can pack in a movie today that's, that's all I'm saying I'm not necessarily saying that like this is better or worse we'll get into that but that is how I feel about it because I th- watching Luke Skywalker I don't know I do connect a lot of the time with these ideas of uh, franch- like franchises or stories, whatever that are set in a world that is sort of fallen. That that is that is one of the major things I connect with. One of the major themes I connect with in Lord of the Rings. I think that's a really cool thing to explore. Is is 
be, being in an era where the the high point has already passed, being in a, in a downturn, and I feel like that is such a cool Logan. Yes, exactly. The Dark Knight Rises. It, sure, it's it's or the Dark Knight Suicide Squad. Oh wait, <laughs> um, no, but that is what I think. That is such a cool way to take Luke Skywalker's character. I love the fact that the very first thing he says is, or one of the very first things he says is, "Do you think I'm just gonna?" whip out my laser sword and go take on the entire first order or whatever yeah like they 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 established him in such a cool way and they there are so many meta things i want to get into i'm not gonna like sit on it right now i think we can kind of dive into that as we go along and talk about explore our way through the story seeing as we've already spent a ton of time talking just like rambling on about the context that we're dealing with here but he's such i feel like he's such a good representation just not i don't know that they necessarily intended it to be this way it kind of feels like they did but um, I feel like he's, he works so well as a representation of the original trilogy and the fact that ultimately they're just movies and there's not a problem with enjoying them there's not a problem with saying they're amazing but there is a problem with the sort of hero worship if you will deification yes exactly and, and the way that people just sort of hold them up on a pedestal and assume that nothing will ever knock them down which I think is addressed in this movie actually yeah. with, with Luke like I think he's yeah. kind of like you're, what you're trying to say kind of a representation of that yes it's very interesting and you'll note that they don't we'll get into Luke we'll get into exploring all that that's important now also Mark Hamill's performance is sublime it's just so good <laughs> it's just so good despite him not being a fan of the material given to him I yeah he, he, he gave it his, he's he's gave a, it his all and, suppo- and supposedly he he ended t- up liking yeah it, ended apparently. up liking the vision and ended up realizing kind of how it turned out so yeah. I don't yeah. know I I I keep seeing contradictory things yeah. on how he yeah. actually feels about the movie, so I don't know. Same. Like there's 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 some footage of like him and Ryan Johnson standing and they're like getting pictures taken and it's like him and he looks like he's having almost like a panic attack. And it's, I, I, don't know. I don't know. It might have just been between pictures. I mean, like I don't think pictures are a great way of going about it, but like it's not pictures. I think it's like it, there's it's like, like footage. Like they're they're getting pictures taken, of them, but there's footage. Got it. I don't know. The big- but I, I, I'm not gonna make a stance on that, but. The biggest things I see are like his tweets, um, and like how he's always basically telling people, "Hey, I don't hate this movie. Yeah. Stop putting words in my mouth," kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were there was there were especially early on. There were. Are a you lot telling of, me he's gonna complain about this, but not Batman Arkham Knight? There were, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of interviews. Let taken me get on my soapbox here. <laughs> there were a lot of interviews taken way out of context and just like. <laughs> taking the snapshots with the captions and being like oh look he said he hates this even though the next thing he'd say in that interview would be something like but overall like after I, I kind of got past that I ended up really enjoying it and really thinking that he pulled off something really cool here something along those lines so I don't know he definitely was mixed going into it but anyway yes still consummate professional just like went for it anyway and gave it his all and it was great he's come a long way since New Hope so or Star Wars. Quit Sorry. Calling it New Hope, you hack. Sorry. Well, I mean, they're all Star Wars to me. Empire <laughs> Sorry, is still Star Wars. He's come Wars. a long way since the sequel to Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> if you had at least said prequel or a sequel to Rogue One, I would have been, would have been, <laughs> would, been a bit better. Um, no, I still would have been upset, but, sure, but sure. less. So, uh, what's your worst thing? My worst thing. 23 minutes in. Yeah. Probably is that a new record? Considering probably. well, we had a preamble. So we had a preamble. Yeah. preamble. Um, the worst thing is probably twenty-three minutes into part two. Let me say, sure, sure. I know <laughs> um, we've been recording a long time today. There's a couple of things that come to mind. There's not a ton of stuff that's like 
this is immediately the worst thing. I would probably say the logistics of the third act is what bothers me most. Yeah. Because I feel like the the movie, I think that, I mean, a lot of people bring up, and you will bring up, I'm sure, um, as we talk about this, a lot of, like, structural plot story details as far as, like, why does this thing happen as relation relates to this, and, like, how does this make sense in, in the context of this, so on and so forth. Plot holes, I guess you want to say, um, even though that word has become something horribly like this this is the problem with the internet they just they adopt these buzzwords and yes. buzz phrases like yes. plot holes and mary sues and every time yeah. you want to make a, a discussion they just throw that out and it's like well what do you want me to say to that uh, yeah just, like do you want me to actually talk about the movie or do you want to just throw terms at me to act like you're right and then not get anything out of this discussion yeah um so i feel like most of the movie for what I, whether or not you buy the explanations, most of the movie does give an explanation and a, a feasible kind of thought process for why things happen the way they do and why characters the way they do. They say this is why this is happening. Like them, there's a lot of a lot of bits and pieces of exposition here and there that kind of explain away why things happen. Even whether or not that breaks your suspension of disbelief, that's one thing. But they, the movie does tell you what's happening. I feel like the third act. Because I think... There's a couple places in the third act where it just kind of stops. Yeah, where it's just very hard to figure out how things happen. Um, well, just like just a couple, gets... couple of quick examples. Uh, they, they explain like, oh, the, the rebel ships or the resistance ships, they're, they're light and they're faster. So that's how they're able to get away from us, even though logistics of space and just like... Yeah. I, like I don't, I don't know if any of that really works the way it does but like they it, tell you there's always an explanation or like um, one thing we were discussing with the with the ships the escape ships that they right. use to get to crate it's like they're cloaked they're not scanning for them take our word for it yeah yeah so it, it, that's exactly what it, it's it's they give you a lot of take our word for it stuff because they're this movie really is not about the maybe the thrilling space chase or anything like that it's really more about the characters and how these events affect the characters um, but the third act, affects the characters in ways that kind of muddle up the, what the movie is trying to tell you about them and their characters. Um, specifically, I'm thinking of, for one, the, the there are two major things. The the bombing run, as they, or not the bombing run, but the, the crate run, I, I don't know, where they're, they're running up and they're trying to shoot out the big Death Star battering ram cannon thing. Um, in that moment, it's kind of not... <sighs> They, basically, it seems like that is supposed to be a parallel. In my eyes, this is something I picked up on, picked up on pretty quickly. Um, maybe just, I mean, it might just be completely coming out of nowhere, but it really feels like that is supposed to be a setup and a parallel mirror image to the bombing run at the beginning of the movie. I feel like that plays for the most part. It's because of the way that it's structured and the way it looks, and like the the fact, the way that you know, in the beginning of the movie, it's Poe and Poe. Uh, has the bombing run go on and is like no we gotta go and we gotta kill that ship even though Leia's trying to call him back and then in the end one it's Finn trying to go forward while Poe's trying to call Finn back and say no it's it's we're not gonna be able to do this like we don't we need to pull back and find another way it should way. have been Leia going for it now <laughs> Poe saying don't go <laughs> for it see it's like poetry it rhymes it's, no, a, it's, it's a, like poetry I feel okay. oh my gosh I feel, A plus I feel like this is meant to be kind of a, the finish to the art for Poe yeah because Oh yeah, the, definitely. I think that I think Poe's arc I feel comes across really well in this movie. People disagree with me, yeah, quite a bit. But I think that Poe's arc is really strong in this movie. Finn's, I feel like, and Rose's, and kind of what they're doing with them gets muddled because like Rose's sister sacrifices herself in the first bombing run, 
And then, so then it's like a nice thing of, okay, so, so Rose saves Finn, saves the person she loves in this parallel, but then it, it gets into questions of, because she has the line, and people say it's a really cheesy line. It is cheesy, but I think it's it's nice coming from a character who's very pure. And my problem is not the line. Yeah, um, it's everything. It's the meaning of the it. of the line, and the because she says she has the line. She says we're not going to win by saving what we hate, destroying what we hate, saving what we love. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, it's I don't know. I feel like that works very well with her character, but I have issues with the way that was set up and the fact that she had to ram into him to, to stop him from blowing up the, the battering ram and whether or not we're if supposed those to assume imperial ships that crash into each other they would be dead yes sure um, because I mean that's because they're bad guys plot, plot armor is nothing new to there's also extra <laughs> fuel you in got their vehicles you, you, he's got a point <laughs> they read the script <laughs> yes um, what's that on the ground is that the script and then of course there's a whole thing about how Finn, how do Finn and Rose actually get back from that? And they would have been shot immediately. But I feel like that's supposed to be the moment that Poe, or that is, not Poe, that is Finn's like defining moment, but then it's kind of a question of what is... I don't really know what we're supposed to get out of that. And also and, it's very questionable how she's saying uh, we're supposed to save the ones we love. Meanwhile, in the background, while they're kissing, the, the Resistance base gets blown wide open, yeah, it's, it's, which Finn was trying to save all of them by sacrificing himself, so I'm getting mixed signals yeah, from it, there. It's, mixed, it's just muddled up. Like They don't, they don't give us a clear-cut idea of what we're trying to get out of it. I've just got this image, because, because Luke walks out there, uh -huh. then later we see Finn running in with Rose. Yeah. I just, I'm imagining Finn just running by Luke, he's like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> he just keeps running. Yeah, he has no idea who Luke he is. He has yeah, no idea the, who It's just some dude that walks out. It's like, oh, he thinks okay. he's that same guy who's holding up the binoculars <laughs> that walks out. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for standing here while they were shooting. Now they aren't shooting anymore, <laughs> so I can run by. Thanks! Um, but no, my other big thing with the third act is that Ray disappears for a while. Yeah. It's very distracting, I think, especially on multiple rewatches. And we need some sort of payoff that isn't... Like, I mean, the, the, the lifting rocks thing is pretty nice. I like that a lot. It's just, And, like, her reunion with Finn and everything, and the fact that she kind of turns away from Kylo one last time at the end. Like, that's all nice, and her discussion with Leia. It's all, it all plays pretty well. It's just that she disappears for a very long period of time without and they don't give us any sort of explanation like they seem to be having her lead away all the fighter pilots the imperial fighter pilots sorry first order fighter pilots and but Come on, man they all seem to be destroyed within like five minutes of not even five minutes within like 30 seconds of us watching her yeah but and so, and so then she it feels like she kind of flags out and then she disappears for a while like maybe they should have shown us like another set of fighters coming in and intercepting yeah, her and like so we know that she's busy with something yes if nothing else that that would be on a Plot level, that's one, that's one thing. It's just like filling that oh, layer up. Or you just up. edit it so that the, the scene is more elongated. Like we keep cutting back to it as the yeah. chase keeps going. Yeah, something like that. And then maybe there's like a point where she gets rid of all of them and then she radios down to like Poe or Leia. Yeah. And she's like, what can I do? Yeah. And then like... They're, they're saying to look for an exit or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or look for the crystal critters or whatever <laughs> yeah, they yeah, are. There we go. That, that would be a nice thing. Um, just so, Yeah, so something... For one, just on a story level, just get us to where that's not distracting and two it would be nice if they gave her something more to do so that we can get a little bit more of an emotional payoff for her especially after kind of the weird dark side light side stuff and the parent stuff i feel like we could do something with that i don't know what but just something to pay off the fact that she has gone through quite a bit of crap <laughs> over the course of this movie and then sort of just takes a back seat for the final act yes um and that's my that's that's my big thing there's a few other bits and pieces there with that but that's the major thing is just i feel like the third act Despite the fact that I think everything with Luke in the third act, 
works very, very well. I, I, I do think there's some stuff in there that gets mixed up and does not does not come across as well as it should. Fair enough. Joseph! <laughs> Best and worst thing. So I'm going to keep mine pretty pretty short and simple. Um, I, That's I nice. take a I take a very simplistic approach to my best and worst things about movies. It's usually just a scene. For me, it's the uh, scene with Snoke getting cut in half. Um, it really blew my mind when that happened. I had no idea they were yep. going to be willing to kill off one of their main villains that quickly. Um, and kind of introduce another villain that you didn't really see being the big bad. Yep. Which, for now, we're pretty sure it's uh, Kylo. But yep. you never know. For me, going into episode nine, that's the only thing I'm remotely interested in, if I'm being honest. Just the well, fact that Kylo... Let's, let's hold off on talking about going forward and where this leaves the franchise, because I think that's a whole another discussion and requires us to kind of back up. How no, no, no. Let's talk about that for the next half hour, <laughs> and then we'll get back into our, my best and worst things. <laughs> right. But it, it was just... It was honestly a fresh breath of air that we didn't have this, this big bad, like the kind of Sidious figure just floating there and continuing to go on throughout the rest of the series and be the one that they have to team up to beat. Whereas Kylo just does it by flicking his fingers, like to be honest. And it's, it's yep. pretty cool. Uh, my worst thing is the Canto Bite uh, sequence. I'm also Which not a part big... of the sequence? All of it? All Any... of it. The okay. entire time feels like a waste of time. I mean, okay. DJ is an okay character. Um, I'm also not a huge fan of Rose. Um, I know that's kind of a debated thing. Um, it just most people feel, hate her. It it just <laughs> I know, but it, it just what is most people? I don't actually know what the consensus is for this movie, or if it's just sure. a super vocal minority. Most, most fans I have seen on the internet hate her. That's and that this for all I know the opinion has this was like I got really into like just the bit of discussion, but mostly just like reading what people's thoughts were on it, um, passive aggressively upvoting and downvoting on Reddit, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then at some point I was just like, I'm done with this. <laughs> And so I don't know what the opinion is. It might have shifted radically at some point. Maybe now everyone loves it. I don't know. All I know is, when, like over like the month or so that the movie came out, that was what I kept constantly seeing was everyone hated Rose, at least online. Well, and the, and the problem with that is that like apparently since I dislike Rose, it's become a political thing. <laughs> um, As we established last time, you are a just huge incredible racist, racist just and sexist, and, sexist, and just. just Everything. Anyone who's not a white male, you're just like, no, nope, get him out of my movie. Even though I, I even though I love Finn, I just want character. Matt Damon to star in every role. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're not going back to this. <laughs> anyway, it, I don't know. She she just she. I don't think that her performance came out to what I wanted it to be. I didn't really like the themes they were trying to portray. I mean, I get it. The popular opinion nowadays is. They're trying to make a political statement with Canto Bite, and I wasn't a really big fan of it. And it just seemed really off track. And at the end of the day, it honestly hurt the rebellion more than it helped them. It honestly well, and, that's the point of and and it, that and it almost seemed kind of pointless. That that is the point of that is that ultimately the the heroes fail, which is I think a very well, it's mostly an important lesson for Poe. But it uh, it puts Finn in an interesting place. Yeah, and I mean it, it gives us the cool scene at the end with the with the kid. Yeah. But otherwise, I, I it felt goes like, on probably too long, even I, though it's not that long I, a sequence. I thought it would have been cool if maybe they brought in Maz and yeah. they actually met the Codebreaker, not DJ. I like I like DJ, but like I don't know. I really enjoy that that switch, just because it puts us in. I don't know. I mostly because I, I do I do really like DJ's character. I think he's a yeah. I think he's a cool addition because he is kind of like a weird foreign 
person, even though that he is seemingly still human, he seems to be quite different. Um, I have problems with the fact that he's not somebody else that we'll get into. But, uh, <laughs> okay, Tyler, that was just because you got really excited in theater when we were watching true. it. But anyway, another thing. Doesn't mean I don't stand by Another thing I do think it makes the movie stronger if they went with the yeah, angle. Yeah, probably. We'll, we'll get there. Probably. We'll get but there. another thing that Alex actually pointed out about the sequence is the. Uh, Whenever they're writing away on the... What are they called? The, the Fathiers. Fathiers. They're, the CG on that's not eh. extraordinary. Some of it looks pretty terrible. Eh. But... You the, have a very specific eye for CG, I will yes. say. You you very much like... There are things you're like, that looks horrible. Well, I and mean, I'm like, like okay. I mean, I, I'm also the guy that... that the, usually... I was pointing out stuff in Civil War, and you're just like... This, are you talking yeah. about like the, are you talking about the part like when Iron Man's coming down to... Um, yeah. Specifically, when he lands war and war machines and on the ground, and like, you usually, yeah. usually, if I hate something, hate some the way a certain CGI looks, you will hate it as well. Like usually, it's it's that sort of thing where he's a little more sensitive. You have a, yeah, you have a, a much harder threshold for it. Where I'm just sort of like, yeah, that's good enough for me. So for me, I have some, my CGI dar on. Yeah, some yeah. some of their motions were a little silly to me. Um, it's more just. It was very clear they're riding on a fake horse type right. thing, and there's yeah. just terrible green screen right. in the background. And and the music in that part was okay. I like the music a lot. I, I think was, I, I think I think the score is especially because I was disappointed with how the score was underutilized. In in now, are we talking about no, are we talking about Canto or are we talking about Canto Bite specifically? Or are we talking? I'm, about talking, I think, I'm like, talking about Canto Bite. I think even in Canto Bite, I think the, the the chasing music is actually really good. It's it's a little bit Harry Potter esque. I mentioned that Rose's theme is, is as well, but I'm I don't really have a problem with that. I think it's interesting to introduce some new angles instead of. Kind of the very intense no. music that the prequel Rose is let a, down. Rose is a terrible character, so I have to hate the score associated her, her with her. Her score as well. was nice and hopeful, and someone pointed out that it sounded a lot like a Harry Potter score. Yes. So that was cool. Um, and I actually was really excited going into the casino because it looked like they were using some more practical effects yeah. for a lot of the characters. Um, but then they started doing a little bit more CG on those, and it was fine because they used decent CG on them, but. Fathiers were the only ones I really had a problem with. That's but that's it for me. That was my okay. worst thing. My best thing is going to be Kylo Ren. Mm -hmm. I think I have problems with pretty much every single element in this movie. It's a very mixed bag for me, okay. except for Kylo Ren. I think he's kind of perfectly handled. Yep. Um, especially when you look at this as a, as a meta narrative of him representing <laughs> new Star Wars uh -huh. and like Darth Vader being old Star Wars, and uh -huh. he can't possibly live up to what old yep. Star Wars is. So he just tries to go out on his own. Mm -hmm. Like, that that's all very interesting. And then we can get into Rey and sort of how she kind of represents Star Wars fanboys. Yeah. Which is ironic because There's... they all hate her and call her a Mary Sue even though she kind of represents the fan base. Yep. There's a lot that you can read into as far as... And I don't know where the... There is definitely some intentional meta-narrative going on here as far as... Especially the, the Kylo Ren, the you're still holding on. Let go. Let go. Yeah. Um, and then... Of course, Luke going uh, or saying this is not going to go the way you think. Yeah, and of course, and like I just said, you know, what did you expect? The you established or did, what did you expect? Did you expect me to go and take on the entire first order with nothing but a laser sword? Like yes, the, that's yes. exactly what we expected. Yeah, honestly, the, there <laughs> are a lot of elements that are exactly like you are speaking to the audience right now. Yeah, and it's very interesting. And so there's definitely some intentional stuff there. I don't know how far that goes. I don't know how much of it we can read into. 
I mean, we can read into as much as we want. Yeah. Um, and what we probably will throughout the course of this, but or whenever we have Ryan Johnson on next week, sure, they'll, they'll, they'll probably he'll, say he'll like, "What are curtain. you talking about?" <laughs> I just like Star Wars. I don't know what you. But, but I, I really love the place we're left with Kylo Ren at the end of this. I know I kind of yes. already talked about that going into. Well, I think that's nine. really interesting too because I feel like there's the scene where Yoda and Luke are talking about failure. There yes. and Yoda's just burned the Jedi uh, text library. And, and Yoda's telling Luke that failure is, is a great teacher, basically. Yes. And I, I feel like some people... I feel like that nece- didn't necessarily come across... Because I, I, my first reaction when I, re- when I saw this movie was I picked up on that and that he was using that... He, that was being applied to Kylo Ren. Yeah. I feel like that's a really interesting way to go. That, that he, that's the reason that he projected himself as opposed to trying to go there himself is because he is specifically like... The, because of the fact that he ends on top where he's like see you around kid and he disappears where Kylo Ren doesn't get the opportunity to kill him yeah. and as well, far as he knows Luke is still alive and well somewhere in the galaxy yeah. well see that's I have issues with it being a force projection ultimately mm-hmm. I, I I'm not a big fan of Luke dying at the end of this movie sure but I, I I do appreciate that at least he does get to go out on his own terms yes I, I really like that which I think reflects very well onto Kylo Ren's yeah. character arc and where he is. But so, just the fact that Kylo Ren's just like <laughs> this homicidal maniac's now in charge of the First Order and he's yeah. like completely unrefined. Like Snoke, Snoke knew what was up. Like he knew yeah. how to run his his empire. Right. Well, and the funny thing was is that at, towards the end, Kylo actually seemed to be getting a little more under control, a little more refined. And, and then, then Luke showed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then Luke shows up, and then you realize, oh, he does not have a cap yeah. on it at all. Fire every gun at that yeah. man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like he kind of has to have Hux there to rein him back in, but then immediately after that, he throws Hux into the <laughs> side. Like, li- like, there's no one that can stop Kylo at this point yeah. in the first order. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I had to think about my worst thing for a long time because, like I said, it's a very mixed bag. I've other than than Kylo, I pretty much have issues with every single aspect of this movie. Yeah. Um, not to say that I hate it, I still like the movie. Um, hey guys, you can have problems with the movie and still like it, right? Oh God! <laughs> I think ultimately my problem is there's it's not a contradiction. Um, the movie, I, I I'm not quite sure what it's trying to tell me. Sure. And what I mean by that is... Kind of going into the meta-narrative stuff. Yes, yes, going into more of that. The movie spends so long going... This whole, Star Wars is a cycle. It's constantly yes. good versus evil. The Force is constantly trying to, to counterbalance. Mm-hmm. And it goes to the furthest extreme. That's why we keep going, tiptoeing back and forth. Yeah, right. So, Kylo sees this as an opportunity. He's like, we gotta, we gotta break free of this cycle. We, we need to, you know, let it go. Let the past right. die. We can do our own thing. And Rey doesn't join him. She decides, no, I believe in the Jedi. I believe in pretty much old Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back with the Rebels. Right. And I'm I'm not sure if the movie wants me to to let old Star Wars go or <laughs> really yeah. like if it's supposed to like renew my my love for old Star Wars. And I think that's kind of what threw a lot of people off because, like, I think the movie ultimately is trying to say love old Star Wars because Rey chooses not to go with Kylo and Luke does indeed redeem himself and face down the First Order. And it feeds into a problem I have of well at the end ultimately it's still Rebels versus Empire there's a Jedi and a Sith 
figuratively at least right not much has changed sure for me and uh, this and I, I feel like if they went into we're finally breaking the cycle then it suddenly makes my issues from Force Awakens about what's what's the deal with the First Order and the Republic right. and the Resistance ultimately it's like no it's just a cycle okay I okay yeah. that's that's our yeah. excuse it's, it, that's just how the Force it, you know it, yeah. that, that happens like I, I it, uh, having to explain that stuff becomes a lot less important mm-hmm. but they don't do that right maybe eventually we're gonna get a Game of Thrones moment where they break the wheel <laughs> But they could have done that here. No. Kylo, <laughs> okay. Kylo kills Ray. <laughs> no, oh, oh, no! Man, no, no. really uh, blow away the expectation. Yeah, no, just at the end of the next movie, they're, they're chilling on, on the Millennium Falcon or whatever. Kylo Ren just runs in and murders everyone. <laughs> oh, God. See, Ends movie in 15 minutes. So, so that's... What you just said, that... This movie makes me angry about Star Wars. And it, this movie... We'll get into... <laughs> I have so I Words. have too many thoughts, and that is your review of the last. It really Jedi. is. It really is, and I yeah. keep saying this constantly. Like I keep just like starting something and then stopping when talking about this movie because I just don't know anymore. It makes me angry about the Star Wars fan base because I feel like this is the movie that, whether or not you like or dislike it, this movie and this type of movie and the fact that they went for kind of a more in an auteur, but a, a more kind of unique director. Right. And an interesting choice. Um, and the fact that this movie is kind of exploring those themes, and maybe it doesn't necessarily commit to all of them, but it does explore these ideas of like... The movie's wh- trying. Where I'll does, give it that. Where, does the, where do we stand in terms of old Star Wars and new Star Wars? and What does all this mean? Like, this was the movie that, if nothing else... Fans should have appreciated if they didn't want more, if they didn't want their worst fears of Disney turning Star Wars into a just like machine that just spits out a new Star Wars movie every year, and you know all the cynical uh, cash grab fears that people have about about Disney and, and where they're going with it, and the fact that they're just going to turn it into something that isn't special anymore. That's the thing I see all the time is. Oh, the, the, making ma- making these new Star Wars movies, they're going to kill the magic in it. It's not going to be great anymore. The movies are... <laughs> they're just movies. Well, the best part is... And if... Well, we're, we're missing who these movies are ultimately made for, and that's, like, kids. Yes. And I've, I've heard, like, countless stories of kids that, that are completely in love with the new Disney movies. And, yes. And they're, they're discovering yes. Star Wars for the first time. And it's kind of like... <laughs> It's kind of like what the the discussion between Luke and Yoda of just like we, we are what they grow beyond. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, let them do their own thing. Yeah, let the new generation have their own Star Wars. And also, and- this is uh, I, I am somewhat in this position, but I gotta say, if you don't like the Disney movies, just go watch the original uh-huh. trilogy. It will it will always uh-huh. well. Specialized editions will always be there, I guess. Eventually, they're going to have. The yeah, eventually they'll. Come you back can the you can find the despecialized editions yeah. online. But my it's point, a little my point of what I'm getting at is that this is the movie that you should have at least appreciated, if not embraced. Like, if you really did not like it, that's one thing. But and I'm not saying you specifically, whoever's listening, but I'm saying to the Star Wars fan base, hardcore Star Wars fan base in general, if you don't want Disney to turn Star Wars into some sort of conglomerate machine that just spits out the same thing every year 
and and ruins your Star Wars childhood, I guess. Whatever that actually yeah, means. That's not a thing, but that's fine. Then don't um, watch it. Well, I was going to say, this is the movie you should have appreciated. Because now, because this movie tried to do something very interesting and different, and because it didn't subvert your expectations just to subvert your expectations, there was this story moment and a character moment tied to every single one of those things, even if you didn't like that character moment. It's not a movie about subverting your expectations. That's not what the purpose of the movie was. Like, it, it, at least it... it, it there's that in terms of the Star Wars narrative and taking this somewhere new. It didn't do that just to give you shock and, and shock value and just kind of like throw you off. It, 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 that's not why all those things, that's not why Snoke died. That's not why, uh, what's the... the Ray's parentage. Yeah, Ray's parentage is, is the way it is. And that's, that's not what they're going for here. And it's like... <sighs> Now, see, I feel like now Disney is going to be much more likely, given the fact that they've re brought J.J. Abrams back on board, it's going to be much more likely that it's going to turn into that general, like, well, we're just going to make Star Wars every year, and I'm probably still going to enjoy them just fine, because... It's I, just a movie. It's just a movie, and you know what? Disney makes pretty good movies overall, because they are competent. <laughs> that's that's my review for this. It's just a movie. Yeah. Like, and it's like no, that's, 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 and probably, that's not a bad thing. That's probably my biggest takeaway from this. And sort of like separating myself from from Star yeah. Wars a little bit, just like yeah. just movies, just chill this out. This movie, I think, is very. I think overall, if you're talking about themes, I think overall, what this movie wants to do is lift the veil away from Star Wars. It wants to pull back the curtain and be like, "Hey, look, guys, maybe we should rethink this because you're literally never going to be happy." If you keep looking at Star Wars this way, you need to kind of take a step back and look at it differently. And going back into the meta narrative side yeah. of that, it, it it all depends on how they pay it off in Episode Nine for me, because which it, I'm worried about. Well, because if the idea is that Ray turns down Kylo because he's a homicidal maniac, mm -hmm. okay, but she goes off and starts her own thing that's not just the Jedi Order yeah. rehash. If she's like, I've got the the Jedi texts, I can use them if I need them, but I'm not going to focus everything on that. Right. If she tries to go out on her own and form her new thing, then I'll feel a lot better about what what the movie's trying to tell me, or what this what, what this th this new trilogy is trying to tell me. But as it is, I'm left going. Well, we're kind of just at the same Star Wars status quo at the end. Right. I mean, there's some minor changes, but yeah. overall, it's still yeah. the same. Sure. No, I agree. Yeah. But it's still yeah. I I. It's just a movie. Yeah. It is just They're a movie. all just movies. Yeah. I mean, they definitely hold a special place in my heart. Sure. But. They hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's imperfect. Doesn't mean it's not imperfect. There's going to be imperfections in just about any movie you watch. Yeah. I don't care what kind of movie you list off. Somebody will be able to poke a hole in it. Now, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you don't like Star Wars The Last Jedi... There's plenty of videos you can go and watch on YouTube where people will agree with you, and you yep. can go, I feel better because people agree with me, yep. and this movie's terrible. Yep. There's places you can go. Everyone wins, kind of, <laughs> I guess. Besides, Which I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't use... I'm not trying to, sit to explain this away as, like, this movie's telling you not to care that much about the original Star Wars trilogy. I shouldn't use that as an excuse for, for saying necessarily... Like, I'm not trying to, to say, like, that means that the movie's great. I'm just trying to say that that's what the movie is trying to tell you, and you rejected that. Again, you being the Star Wars hardcore fan base, not not necessarily. I don't know why I keep shifting into that that perspective, but that's just 
What? It's, it's that Puritan that's listening to us. Yeah, apparently. Um, the it, it, but it really is. Uh, the, it was just rejected so wholeheartedly. A movie that literally was just there to say, "Hey, maybe you know, think about the fact that you hold this franchise in such a high regard and how it's almost unhealthy." And then it was just like immediately, "What did you just do? This movie's terrible." gonna give it a bad review on every site I can give it a bad review on, gonna set up bots to try the the rating down just like all of that stuff and again, I'm not saying that there's not problems with the movie the movie itself if this was not a Star Wars movie, would not warrant this much hate, at all would not even be close that's 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 kind of my, my final not my final thing because we have a lot more to talk about but that's, on, on, on this particular meta-narrative subject, that's my thing if this movie wasn't about Star Wars people would not hate it nearly as much People yeah. might still dislike it. People might still say it and be like, oh, that was bad. Um, but a lot of people would watch it and say, oh, that's pretty good. Kind of like the critics who are supposed to at least have some semblance of, like, kind of objectiveness and said, hey, this movie's actually pretty competently made and it's got some character stuff going on. And, I, you know, a little more than you see usually in a blockbuster movie. I like it. I like it a good bit. Pretty good reviews. The critics are paid off by Disney. That's correct. And so are we. That's correct. I actually don't receive a paycheck. Oh, don't worry. You're on for the special bonus episode. You get you get a paycheck. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's two dollars. Well, that's just not worth it. In the form of dimes. <laughs> that's more worth it. Except go. for the last ten cents. You can melt it down. Except, make yourself something nice. Except for the last ten cents. That's all pennies. Correct. <laughs> but which is the last ten cents? <laughs> so let's let's get into Luke. I think we, we, we need to address that before we yep. move on to anything else. I, I think we should kind of segment this. We can do the Luke stuff, and that leads into Rey, Kylo, and Snoke. Right. Then we go to the Poe, Holdo, First Order, Resistance mm-hmm. stuff, and then the Finn Rose stuff. I think that's that's kind of how we should uh-huh. go about this. Okay. Um, so, one thing that I really considered, because I think all, all of us were like at least like the direction that they took Luke in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. How dare we do something interesting <laughs> with characters? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shame on us. But I feel like people could go, well, you guys hate Batman versus Superman primarily because they ruin the characters of Superman and Batman, whatever that means. Sure. How can you not level the same criticism at this? Who wants to take that? <sighs> They're different situations. <laughs> they really are. First off... Um, we're not even talking about the expanded universe of Star Wars because right. I know nothing about that stuff. For me, it's the movies. Right. We have three movies to base the character of Luke Skywalker on. Mm-hmm. Superman and Batman have over what eighty years worth of, yes. of of stories. Yes. Most of which are very consistent in the characterization. Yes. And then also the internal logic of how Superman and Batman behave in those movies does not work. Yes, that's that's more to the point. I think is the fact that those characters fundamentally there's not an explanation for why batman kills well just those characters in general are are not fully fleshed out dimensional three-dimensional characters they are kind of cardboard cutouts they yell at each other and i don't it's just it's almost a different wavelength like it's we never get in superman's head he doesn't act like a a symbol of hope batman kills people and even after he spares superman he still kills people yeah uh, this Luke in this movie is taking a character who is fundamentally, uh, I mean, he he in the context of the universe, he is a legend. Yes. He is a, a almost he's a myth. He's been deified. Yes, he he has been 
Detroit, like he is a hero. And we saw the actions that made him a hero in the first three movies, but throughout the first three movies, he really was still kind of a kid. And you know, and he still made mistakes. He still made mistakes. Very flawed. He, several times, he almost completely like kind of screwed everything up. He almost went to the the, the dark side a couple of times. Like he he did ultimately make the right choice, but he was he was a flawed character. And then in this movie, we get this out. We we are told that the re like he tries to live up to that namesake by starting a new Jedi Order. Yeah. And because of that, he fails because he his pride got in the way and he, he let himself believe that he could do this. Literally, he says, because he was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And so because of that, he gets into this this idea that he's going to be able to you know, also be have, amazing. Also, people have selected memories with, with how they, yeah. they hold yeah. Luke Skywalker on such a high pedestal. This is like... Oh, Luke wouldn't make such a rash decision that he'd immediately regret. <laughs> he almost killed the Emperor, and if not for Vader, he would have probably killed him. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also Darth Vader starts saying, Oh, I know about Leia being your sister. I'm going to turn her to the dark side. We'll see what happens then. And then Luke freaks out and almost kills him. Yep. And then he realizes, Oh, God, what a horrible mistake I've made. Then he throws his lightsaber away. Yep. That's, it's almost the exact same thing as him realizing... Yes. Oh God! I'm gonna kill Kylo. Oh, Except this he, is a horrible mistake. Oh, what have I done? Everything's wrong. Yeah, and he doesn't even physically act on that. Yes, in, in this movie, people um. completely just like it's, it's like they think he he like was actually going to swing and try yes. and kill Kylo. No, like, that's what I was saying. People seem to be remembering only the scene from Kylo's point of view, yeah. where Kylo wakes up and Luke is swinging his lightsaber down at him, which is the Luke fake. Luke says he was immediately filled with shame and regret and that he looked down on the, the, the I think it's a really powerful line where he says he he the last thing he remember or he saw of that night or on that night or remember that night or whatever was the the frightened eyes of a young boy or, yeah. or the yeah mm -hmm. and so it's like I don't what do you would you even have paid attention like did, do you do you watch the movie <laughs> And, and now he, I think it's okay to to not be happy with the sure. direction they took Luke, but just to say it makes no sense and is completely out of character, I think is skimming is skipping over a lot of important details of important details that are preventing you from enjoying what is a cool take on the character. Yeah, even if that's not something that really sits well with you, I think there are a lot of things to appreciate, performance wise and writing wise. The entire conversation with Yoda is perfect. Um. It's just, I don't know. Because there's never a point where you're like, oh yeah, this Luke's now evil. It's all about how Luke is now... I mean, he's literally like Obi-Wan. He's not a coward. I feel like yeah. a lot of people... And I, I made this, this, <clears throat> this comparison when we were watching yeah. that movie. It's like people misinterpret Dark Knight Rises as going, Batman quit because his girlfriend died. What a coward. Mm -hmm. That's that's not why he quit. There yeah. are other factors at play there, just like they are with here. Right. Luke, he's he's not a coward. He's not running away from the fight. He genuinely believes that if he removes the Jedi from the equation, the the galaxy will be better off for it. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, he's a coward. He's lame. I. He needs to go out and face the whole first order with a lightsaber and just just kill everyone. Yeah. Kind of like Obi Wan did. And I remember when Obi Wan went into exile, and like. Luke came and found him, and Obi-Wan went, and he just destroyed the Death Star. Like, he just went up, and he just, like, took them all out. He's just like, I'm gonna kill them all. Yeah, totally. 
I thought you were referencing when Obi-Wan in episode 3 jumps down like in the middle of Grievous's army and he just goes hello there and they should, <laughs> and, and they should all just start shooting and him and they should all just start shooting him <laughs> you know the good Star Wars yeah that one <laughs> but yeah I, I, I'm ultimately fine with where they take Luke mm-hmm. like, I, I, I think I'm more than fine I think this is a really interesting place to take this character I, 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 it's the one-two punch that I think really upset the fans. Mm-hmm. I think it's the mix of we introduce him and it's not in the place you'd expect. Right. And then he dies at the end. Right. And he only really gets one scene to be true blue Luke Skywalker. Right. Whatever that true actually blue means. blue lightsaber Luke Skywalker? Ugh. Well, and I think the reason that that one scene exists is because we're trying to complete this huge arc that Luke yeah. has gone on. I mean, you can even. Well, he's sp- trying to live up to the legend. Yeah, he's he's coming back and he's like, I'm 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 all right. I'll be the hero that everybody needs me to be. Right, and it, it even ends with him looking into the double sun, which is how he yes. starts his entire story, yes. looking into the double sun, looking into the horizon. It's like a character flaw. Mm-hmm. Always looking ahead, not focusing on the now. Right. Yeah, it's like poetry, right? Yeah. I, this movie is too good for the fan base. I don't understand how you can not how you can have that scene as as in much this movie as many and... problems as I have with this movie. This movie's too good for the fan base. Yeah. <laughs> the fans don't deserve something of this quality. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Mark Hamill's acting has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. The writing is, I think, excellent, mm-hmm. and the finishing of the arc, like I said, is spectacular. Yeah, it yeah. just it all works. I I. I would have preferred it, and this this is even without Carrie Fisher being gone and us mm-hmm. not getting to really explore Leia anymore. I would have preferred if Luke had been alive. Sure, I because I I heard somebody talking about it on the line of like, oh the the little uh, the ships are getting destroyed, the Resistance they're about to all die as they're heading towards Crate, and suddenly here it this is Red Five. I'm coming in, and Luke comes in yeah. on his X-wing and he does a bunch of heroics through that. Maybe a bit bit over the top, maybe a sure. bit much, but I think that would have been a really cool, exciting, sure. like, everybody starts applauding moment. Well, yeah. the, the only the only problem with that kind of take is, like, what's, what's he going to do, fly in and, like, pull a, find a shaft on the, uh, <laughs> on the, what, what's, what's Snoke's ship called? The, the, I think it's like the, something bail, but anyway. I think it's called the George Lucas? Right. <laughs> that. Um, but anyway. So that's Mark Hamill's favorite cocktail drink. The George Lucas, and it's just water with with a with a cube of ice. <laughs> but the, the, I need George Lucas on the rocks. Can you also can you also imagine like a bearded old man Luke flying in his orange jumpsuit? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. Yeah, they're, they're like physically. Just, I don't know. It's in. He doesn't need to be in the orange jumpsuit. He can be in his clothes. That's That's true. No, he can't. He needs the G suit. Because people know that. Yes. I saw Star Wars. <laughs> but I don't think they could have done this any better with Luke. I kind of agree. People can disagree, but personally, I you, really, really. You did like mention that there. You, you thought you saw a funny joke or something. Of like there being a shot of the his hand dropping down. Oh yeah, people down. always talk about it's like, well, if his clothes fall off, why doesn't his robotic and hand just fall off? I feel like that could actually be a really nice moment. <laughs> that was the last thing we saw, like the, the cloak drifts away and then there's the hand yeah. sitting there. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a cool thing. But that's a that's a very minor detail. Overall, I I think it's very well done. I 
I think there's a bit of a disconnect for me with, with him being a hologram at the end. Well, he's not a hologram. Force yeah. projection yeah. at the end. There, there's some... I, like, I, like I said, I really like that he goes out on his own terms. Mm-hmm. But f- just viscerally, there's something about him not physically being there that takes away some of the punch for me. I don't know why, because I think it works. I mean, you could argue that it almost comes across as like a cowardly move. He's not willing to go and face Kylo on his own. But at the same time, this, in a way, takes away that satisfaction that Kylo would yeah. get killing him. Yeah, but that's, he that's also, kind of what we were talking about. And yeah, it, it, could, it could also be Luke trying to save Kylo from this second. From actually killing him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I'm sure, like he said, it haunts him after he killed Han. Yeah. Like, he sees, like, apparently he sees his father all yeah. the time. And he doesn't That'd want him to go through got that. Ha- they got Harrison Ford back. Yeah. He's just like standing. Come ne- on, kid. Standing <laughs> next to Luke. Come on, man. Or something like that. I thought we yeah. were tight. <laughs> but I thought we finally figured stuff out. You were handing me the lightsaber. Then we had a little little tussle over, it, and then you stabbed me. Yeah. And and that kind of you wouldn't even let me land on the 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 grates next to us. <laughs> the little landing, like you let me fall all the way. Well, I mean, like at least that hurt. Yeah. But I, so you I'm were glad so, Chewie shot you in the, the stomach. You so that you punk. had to wear your space cummerbund. <laughs> you you but, little punk. You, but it, it kind of brings up, you, Alex. You're pointing about out, like how you kind of wish that this wasn't the movie that Luke died in. Yeah. And I kind of wish the same thing. It kind of. To be fair, it wouldn't be called the Last Jedi. Right. Right. The case, right. But. but I feel like the point of these three movies is that in each one they will probably kill one of the original yeah. cast members, which is sad. But I think it's necessary so Luke can move on. In the first movie, he was on. In, in in the new one, since Carrie Fisher's gone, they think we're gonna kill off Anthony Daniels. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like it's killing off that C three PO. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just would be silly. But and it's and. God rest your soul, Carrie Fisher's gone, so we can't have that kind of the finishing of the trio. Yeah. yeah. Which could do it with Lando. Well that's <laughs> that's the one thing Mark Hamill's kind of said about going into episode nine mm-hmm. is that he's not really excited to come back just yeah. because like he wouldn't be interacting with Harrison and then Carrie's gone. Right. right. So And it's just yeah. him on his own. Now maybe him he... talking to Ray and maybe Kylo. That's yeah. it. Now yeah. it's isn't it the same actor for Chewie? In some shots, I believe. But the guy he he's very uh, yeah, like very frail. He oh, can't. Yeah. He can't walk anymore. He, like, I've he, seen him in person, just kind he, of like at a random event, and like he, yeah, he's just very. I I mean, he's, he's very. He's very tall, and that. I think he's joint he's, issues, but he's in some of the yeah. shots where Chewie's sitting down, but he's not doing any of the walking. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But like, that is true. He doesn't. He a lot of his friends aren't there. Like yeah. Harrison Ford could be just sitting on set, but he probably has other things to do with his time. <laughs> Like Indiana Jones five, five. film them together, it'll be fun. In a wheelchair, <laughs> but like, I she, wonder it's if Shia LaBeouf will come back. It's just him pushing him around the entire time, but he has his like his rat tail and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> You're starting to make funny faces, but <laughs> calm down. It's gonna go so terribly <laughs> wrong. Is that actually set out for production? I think so. Oh man! Oh no 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 no! It's not not yet. Okay, <laughs> thank God. But. I hope that never gets made. Yep. I, I'm not even that invested in Indiana Jones. But I hope that movie never gets made. Sure. I, I know Tyler said we shouldn't talk about the future, but I really, really hope that they don't do anything dumb with Leia's character. Yeah. I am curious how they'll... I imagine they'll, there will be a funeral scene at the beginning, would yeah. be my expectation, and then it'll be a very nice touching moment to send off to Leia. 
That would be my guess. I hope so. I hope, I hope that's what they end up doing. I think that would be the smartest, most tactful, just nicest way to do it. Yeah. So the last thing I want to address with Luke is just... And I, I think this is some, something that I find interesting is that there's so many things from Force Awakens that are just kind of dropped. Yeah. Uh, we don't get any sort of dialogue about an explanation for, for the map mm. or any of that stuff. Or, or Max von Sydow's character at the very beginning of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. There's no explanation for any yeah. of that yeah. stuff. And it's like, well, if Luke wants to go hide, why would there be a, a, a stupid map. map for them? This, this is dumb. He's like, I, I came out here so that no one would find me. And it's like, well, why is there a piece of your map in R2-D2 and why is there another maybe piece R2, of one of your... Maybe R2 set it up. R2 wanted but R2 to didn't find know him. where he was. You don't know that. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it, it, R2 then... planted a chip in Luke while he was sleeping one night. <laughs> God. It's like, the, it's like a dog track. Luke woke up and, and freaked out and pulled the house down around them and ran off. What? And all R2 saw in the eyes of a frightened old man. <laughs> uh, no. Let's move on. Let's talk about Ray. Okay. I love Ray. I really like Daisy Ridley. Um, she has a couple of really great, interesting scenes in this movie. She needs more to do. Yeah. I feel like after she confronts Kylo, she's got nothing. Yeah. And and like I said, I'm I'm confused about my feelings on her not a joining Kylo at the end. Yeah. I feel like it would have been more thematically consistent if she were to join him, but I, like I said, the movie sending me mixed signals about the, the whole meta-narrative of, of loving the old Star Wars. Right. Well, if they do join together, what do you see as continuing from that? That's the point. That That's that's kind of my problem with it. Like, this this whole... this mo- And this is partially why I'm not so excited for, for the next movie. Um, it kind of feels like a last chapter in a way. Mm-hmm. To a certain degree... And I feel like it kind of had a chance to be like, no, we're done. Stop the fighting. We're gonna, we're gonna peace now. Woo! And then there just isn't a ninth movie. Yeah, or they they spaced it out so most of the story elements in this are in a ninth movie. Sure, fair. That way we could have more relationship building in the previous in, yeah. in, in yeah. episode eight. I mean, it definitely felt like an ending. I was yeah. I, I was because when I first watched this movie, I was thinking, okay, I guess it's over. And then they do the whole thing like where they. Where he immediately snaps back to his original form, kind of, and uh, it just doesn't work out. Um, I don't know. I, I really like Daisy Ridley in this in this part. I liked her in the first movie. I know a lot of people don't really like having a female lead Jedi. She's a Mary Sue, right? Um, it's a terrible character because of Mary Sue. That's that's automatically a problem in a movie, even though most of us don't actually know what that is. Yeah, right. But it, it, it's enjoyable kind of having that fanboy out there that represents all of us as a Jedi. And it's a she, rep- she represents people that love Star Wars. Yeah, right. She loves classic Star Wars. Right. Like yep. she, she, even the first time we get really shown, we, we see her in, in Force Awakens, like after she's scavenging, when she's just mm. chilling outside the, the walker and she's got a an X-Wing helmet and she's playing with like little spaceships or whatnot. She's a fangirl. Yep. And everyone hates this character. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I really have no explanation for it. My problem is, I. it feels like they just don't know what to do with her after yeah. a certain point. Yeah. Because, like, the, that, the wonderful scene where she starts exploring the Force really for the first time, and, and Luke's kind of guiding her through it. Uh-huh. 
and then she immediately goes to the dark. Uh-huh. And then that's just kind of dropped yeah. as an idea. That's never really dealt with. Well, it's well, the fact I, that she... It, it's not dropped yet. It's dropped after she goes down into the yeah, cave. that's true. And then has the mirror scene, which is a really cool scene. Finds out, theoretically, that her parents are nobody yeah. there, it, it kind of seems like. And then... But, but yeah, then we never really get another step beyond that. Well, I think what it's trying to show there is that she's strong enough to go into the dark yeah. and realize that's not what <clears throat> she... That's, that's it really not is. Ju- it really well, is, all, it really is like a lot of things they need to talk movie. about. It. That's exactly what I was about to say. It really is like a lot of things in this movie where there needs to be just a little bit more to tell us what's going on in these characters' heads. Or maybe they just want to <clears throat> give us content to talk about. <laughs> that is That is an aspect I think is very interesting about this, is that <clears throat> going back to the... the fear of the big Disney conglomerate Star Wars because that's going to totally just destroy your childhood. Um, even though I'm sure there are a bunch of people who love the original trilogy if and haven't seen Rogue One or whatever. your childhood can be destroyed by these movies, <clears throat> like, was your childhood ever <laughs> that great to begin with? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but, going back to that, I do kind of, I think this movie ended up being more controversial than it needed to be for this, but I think it did, for, for as much as people like to talk about the fact, because like, like you, a lot of people say, like, oh man, you know, we, uh, we're, no one, we're not excited for the episode nine at all after this, because this movie just ruins Star Wars. It, I will say, I'm not interested in, in episode nine because it ruins Star yeah. Wars. That's not, that's not the impression I have. I just, it feels like the story just kind of came to an end. Yeah. But there are people that feel that way, and there are people that feel that way kind of like that because of the, the story elements. But I think that the conversation that this has sparked and the fact that this this just turned into just this massive, like, wildfire of fan wars, like, I think that's really interesting. And I think Disney secretly might be kind of pleased with that. Or at least if they're not now, they might find that they actually... It's keeping the brand alive and in the public consciousness. Well, it's and it's beyond that. It's not just about, like, the, the publicity, but the fact that, like... I feel like with Force Awakens, because what was the, the common complaint about Force Awakens? It's the same movie as New Hope. And I feel like that's where people thought everything was going. They're like, oh, it's just going to be the same movie. This is gonna, like they're, they're, all, they're never going to change. They're never going to reinvent or, or mix things up. And I feel like with this movie, they, they really pushed a, a button uh, on the Star Wars fan base that just completely changed the entire opinion of this, this franchise and kind of threw everything into disarray. And I think if... It depends on where they go from here. But I think they've got themselves set in a really nice position to bring Star Wars back out of the shadow of the original trilogy, kind of like this movie was trying to seemingly maybe do, question mark. But I feel like they're in a really good position to kind of pull this into somewhere new, into, into new, a new territory, and, and make this into an, a really a really interesting new direction with Star Wars, depending on what they do. But they do have J.J. Abrams back for Episode Nine, which means they probably won't do that, which is sad. But that's, I, I just think that's, a, that was my first thought after kind of like seeing just how controversial this movie was, is I think that's a really interesting angle that Disney can now work with to steer this franchise. The fact that they've just like completely blown up the fran- the fan base for better or worse. Right. Well, the thing about, that's kind of scary about J.J. Abrams is he seems very scared about any kind of property that he gets handed. Yeah. Like he will probably play this very conservatively and it yes. might not be that good. Yeah. Um... But we won't know until next summer. I do feel like the trailer's going to come out and everyone's going to lose their minds and be super happy and excited. Well, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, when the trailer came out for Force Awakens, everyone went nuts. Yeah. Well, that's... That was J.J. That's sort of a different 
I'm saying more in, in terms of the response to this movie. I feel like people are going to be back on board a lot more quickly than everybody sort of expects. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, as much as I'm complaining about it, oh, I don't really care about episode 9, I'm sure I'll uh, be at least moderately excited. It will have to be pretty expertly marketed, I think, but I think there is a chance that they can make this movie if huge. If anybody can do that, it would be Disney. Yeah. It's also Star Wars. Star Wars is always going to be huge. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I think they could blow it back up to the Force Awakens level, if not more. Whoever made those trailers for Infinity War, get them on on the case. That's correct. True. I mean... Pay them all the money. Yeah. Just just all of it. Actually spend your entire budget on the trailer. Don't even make the movie. (laughs) Don't even make the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just have people pay for tickets, show up and be like... It's just Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster just shows up and he's like, "Hey guys, thanks it's so much time. for joining me. It's great. Uh, really enjoyed it. You know, it's good. Good job. It's awesome. It's really good that you're in the seats. Uh, it's a time. Bye now. And then <laughs> see can, you later. It does the credits and every credit is Jeff Goldblum. And he's like, <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> they have Jeff Goldblum direct a scene of him just talking to them. <laughs> it's funny. It's my birthday. <laughs> is he dressed like the Grandmaster? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. Okay. And he literally just has a green screen behind him. But there's, he's wearing there's no this, images. He's, he's dressed. He's dressed like the Grandmaster, but he's wearing his glasses from Jurassic Park. Or <laughs> halfway through his monologue, Matt Damon comes on and like cuts him down, and then it turns into like a Jason Bourne. Movie. <laughs> it just turns into an actual movie. Out of this. See, it subverted your expectations. <laughs> That's what makes it so good. And then this suddenly lets us know that the MCU and the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Even late. though Matt Damon's not in the Star Wars universe. Well, no. He leads us into it. <laughs> Test the waters? No. Yes. Just question mark? <laughs> Let's get back on track here. No. I'm glad, we, <laughs> glad we could agree on that. Uh, All right. I don't, I don't really know where they'll take Rey in the next episode now. Yeah. I don't know what else you do with her character. Well, she needs to get a lightsaber. Sure. I do love the reveal that she her parents are, are nobodies, and I'm afraid J.J. Yes. Abrams is going to completely undercut that. I think that's that. perfect. I think that is the only possible way that could be a satisfactory... Hey! Not everybody needs to be related to a Skywalker. She's is, going to be. Or that a is, Kenobi. That, well, that, yeah, that's my worry. Or is that, Yoda. Like, Ryan Johnson, for all the people who immediately were like, oh my gosh, it's... Well, which, first of all, it's hilarious that everyone immediately was like... Not everyone, but the Star Wars hardcore fan base was immediately like, oh my gosh, they're... They're totally just faking us out or whatever. It's They're going to change that in the ninth movie, which was the exact reaction to Luke being Darth Vader's son in Empire Strikes Back, which is pretty amazing. I'm going to be really upset if J.J. Abrams goes back on that. That's I, what I'm most worried about. I think he will. I think he will, too, because I think I think that was clearly not Ryan Johnson's idea. Like, as far as, like, he didn't... he That was what the case was. He's, right. he's saying in this movie, sure, she doesn't... Her parents aren't important. Yeah. Which is brilliant. And is the only way you could have made this interesting and made her the idea of her parentage something new and different. And inside the Star Wars fan base immediately rejected it and checked no. out the window. It was like, no, terrible, awful. Needs well, to be related to Skywalker or Han Solo or Lando Calrissian. I don't care. <laughs> like Now, sorry, go ahead, Alex. You, you seem like you were raising something. <laughs> well, one other thing I have a problem with, and I kind of had a problem with this in, in Force Awakens. I need an explanation for why the Force is awakening. Sure. Why are sure. Kylo Ren and and Rey suddenly like the ultimate powers in in this universe? Yeah. Like what what's what's and, the deal? And the boy? Because it's <laughs> 2015 and they wanted to make a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they just be like, 
<laughs> the opening crawl for Force Awakens is it's 2015 and it's time to make a new Star Wars movie. No, I will say. But I need I need an explanation for why because we've never really had that in the Star Wars universe. I mean, we've had the chosen one, I guess. But like, there's been tons of people that had the Force. Why does it feel like? Well, I think it's been an ongoing build up with like the whole like Luke and Kylo backstory going on like 30 years after the original movies. Again. Kind of like we said after the after Force Awakens, it's going to depend on the next movie. Well, and what I, what I'm trying to say, I can't, is, I can't keep saying that for every every no, one of I these agree, movies. I agree. I agree that we have the same complaint, and here is a fair complaint that you can apply to this: the fact that we have the same complaint about uh, Man of Steel going into Batman or Superman, so on and so forth, about how at some point you've got to give us the character that we actually want to see. Yeah, it's the same thing where you can't keep kicking the ball down the line for the next guy to do it. Although now JJ Abrams gets to come back around and hopefully do it, so. We'll see if he if he ends up. I'm really curious to see what his how much how reactionary he is to the Last Jedi and the the criticisms of it. I'm curious to see if he just plays it completely safe and just pulls it back in all these story elements and is like this is why this happened and this is why this happened and this is why this, is why this or if he's still going to try and continue on and maybe do do a little more middle ground and you know still try and take this in a in a different direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Now you were saying like how it would ruin it if it were revealed that she did have some kind of parentage. Yes. Artistically, yes. Fan base wise, probably not. Everybody That's the probably, problem. Everybody would probably this get This fan base has a stranglehold on the people making the movies. Right. Well they, it, it would make it, it would it would have it, it would make me feel like like Lucasfilms lost some sense of integrity if they were to backtrack yes. like that. Yes. I mean they lost some sense of integrity when they made the prequels. <laughs> No, I'm, well, Lucasfilm sure. under Kathleen Kennedy and, and Disney, not okay, not okay, under yeah, okay. George Lucas. Yes. They got like if they did go back to that, it's just George Lucas has scared and they buckets can't. of integrity. He made the movies that he wanted to make. Yep, I cannot argue that. <laughs> he did not backtrack. He didn't backtrack, but he retconned, but he didn't backtrack. Sure, the studio let him do what he did. Yes, which well, the studio did not have integrity while George that's Lucas what was making those movies. That's the same with like Lucas he, he, you know, but. he was wanted to do what he wanted to do, though. Yeah. Do we have anything else we really want to say about Ray or Luke? Well, we should probably move into. Well, we've already talked about Kylo, good, but yeah. do we want to talk about Snoke and why he doesn't matter? The best yep. character ever in Star Wars. Right. He doesn't matter. Open There's Central. a lot. Of, like a I, lot of... I, I've, I've totally bought into the idea that Snoke is ultimately a. a an object from which to strengthen Kylo Ren as a character. Yes. He is a plot device. Yes. He doesn't need to be a fully fleshed out character. I still think it's a problem. I blame both this and Force Awakens for not explaining the background with the First Order and, and the Resistance and how Snoke came to rise. Right. But in terms of just, we're trying to build up Kylo Ren as a strong character, I'm completely fine with how they handle him. Yeah, he's just a sharpening stone for Kylo. Yes. And I still need those explanations, though. No. <laughs> Not a lot. <coughs> I mean, it's kind of like the whole Ray Ray's parents not being important. You don't necessarily need the explanations. Now, would it be great if we just had a forty minute segment, episode well, nine, where they just explain everything and answer well, all the questions? Feeds, I want it. Well, it feeds back <laughs> into the meta narrative because by not explaining it, it makes it feel like the the victories in the original trilogy are a lot less valuable. They, it, they mean a lot less because, sure. oh, hey, we're just back at the same status quo we were back 30 years ago. Yeah, well, I mean... Like, Which, again, kind of goes back into, maybe that's a problem for you, but maybe it's also, oh, hey, maybe those original movies don't necessarily, like... 
See, you, it, it keep, yeah. we keep going in circles. Now, just like the Star Wars movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it, yeah. it drives me up a, a, up a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a person who looks at sinusoidal like damping functions, this is either <laughs> something that's completely underdamped that is going to eventually spiral out of control or it's eventually going to reach an equilibrium. As in, it's going to go up and down but eventually flatline or it's going to go up and down and get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Hopefully, we're leading towards a flat line where we get like balance and stuff like that. Whereas with these you movies, like the force. yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like every now and then, it's like the bad guys are winning, the good guys are winning. Whichever point of view you have, hopefully they're trending towards that. No, nope. I have a bad it, feeling. If they're going to make Star Wars movies till the end of time, you know it ain't going to hit an equilibrium. Yeah. I have a bad feeling. It's just going to be a plain sine wave with no damping. No. Are you telling me you have a bad feeling about this? Yes. <laughs> Unlike. Han Solo in the trailer for Solo I don't have a good feeling about I kind this. of have a good feeling about Solo I have a good <laughs> feeling about Solo because that last okay honestly the first I couple of trailers I have been beating this drum you can attest to this Alex I've been beating this drum since like last year I've just been like so many people are so convinced that movie's gonna suck which means it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine if not even good I am holding my breath I'm true. I'm going to go I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say either way expecting a movie about Han Solo. <laughs> You're going to be in for shock, man. <laughs> it's actually all about Lando. Which is That's kind of a good lead want. to get us back on track of Last Jedi. Yeah. I feel like we're kind of probably winding down some of our, our last few points. I don't know. Um, but well, we, we haven't even gotten to Holdo, Poe, and then the Finn and Rose That's true. Rose Holdo and Poe, that was the one thing we haven't... The Finn and Rose we've kind of mentioned on and off. I mean, we'll have to talk about them a little more, but like, I don't know how much more that we can say to... Right combat the tide of narrative that exists in the internet as far as I don't know anyway um well actually I guess this, this does kind of what I was about to say gets back into Finn and Rose so let's just dive into that oh okay specifically let's talk about DJ <laughs> I am so upset that it's not Jar Jar Binks so upset <laughs> I thought for sure that's where when when they mentioned when they mentioned the point so 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 Maz mentions and the, and like the, this this is kind of a jokey thing like this is something that like I totally like there was no reason for me to believe this other than my, that's immediately where my head went yeah and therefore I stuck with it until I was disappointed um but at the same time for a movie that is going to explore ideas like we've been talking about. What better way to do it than to bring back Jar Jar and just be like, screw you guys, let's dive in, let's figure out what the I heck mean, we are doing with this franchise. Luke already says Darth Sidious instead of Palpatine, so he's automatically validating the prequels. Yeah. Um, if you just said Palpatine or the Emperor when he's talking about how he came to power, yeah. then then that you could still say, yeah, we're still kind of including the prequels, but right, not really. Right. But this guy, like if we're already doing that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, yeah, Maz mentions the the Misa break at the code. Maz mentions the code breaker with the the red plum bloom or whatever, mm-hmm. the lapel thing, which I, you nit, have a nit, major problem no, with. It's nitpick. A, Why is she so needlessly cryptic about that? That's fair. My my argument, and also if she's able to like come up like it, whatever she's using, whatever Skype robot thing that's following uh, her around, I guess is able to show an image of the lapel, show an image of his face. Yeah, that's fair. No. Show an image of his face. Give us his name. Maybe Jar Jar doesn't matter? like having pictures taken of him. <laughs> but anyway. But it's not Jar Jar. She, she it's mentions, Justin Thoreau. She mentions, she mentions the code. Mentions. 
the code breaker, she she has a, a little subtle joke about about how he seems to be pretty pretty handsome, pretty yeah. fly dude. Maybe pretty good with the maybe, ladies. Yeah, may, yeah, and yeah. Get, and then we get to him. He's kind of James Bond, suave, kind of. Well, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the playing into the fa- the Jar Jar thing and how right. that would be a great little twist of like she's playing into oh yeah he's great with the ladies he's a suave dude he's he's smart he's excellent and then like so right there I was like is that gonna be Jar Jar like I don't know why that's where my mind I was just like if I was making this movie that's what I'd do I'm not even joking like I th- that's not even coming from like a oh this is a big middle finger to fan base or no that is like legitimately I think that would be a brilliant move to tackle what this franchise is actually doing with its life. Well, I think that would be an interesting <laughs> challenge, especially for somebody like yeah. Ryan Johnson. It was like, hey, reintroduce Jar Jar and make us like him. Yeah. And, well, specifically, when we get to the scene in the jail where Rose and Finn have been thrown in jail, and uh, Benicio Del Toro's first line sounds like Jar Jar. Like, I'm serious. Go back and listen to it. And so I heard that, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh my gosh, they're doing it. Tyler actually started like attacking me whenever he started I about attacking. The I did okay. punch him in the face a few times, but aside <laughs> he really wanted to get my attention on this part cuz I was super like, "Oh my lord, was... it's happening. They're doing it." And then it was I still like DJ. It's fine. But like I I think Benicio del Toro's performance I really enjoyed. I think it's a cool little twist on something. I know you have problems with it. Well, I'm iffy but... on Benicio del Toro just because every single gig he gets, it's like What's an interesting little character quirk sure. I can insert into sure. it? So, like, with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's just, like, his weird hand motions. Yeah. And, and this one is just, like, I'm going to have a stutter. However, go back to my point. I think that would have been excellent. I think that would have been oh, yeah. a legitimately well, great plot If move. it's supposed to be attacking gray areas, what if you have him, he's, like, completely burned out yeah. by the fact that he, he screwed over everyone by getting Palpatine yeah. into power back in Episode 2? Yeah. And he's, like... I don't care about the universe anymore. Everyone hates me. It's all my fault. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I'll be your code breaker. Misa no care. <laughs> I don't want this franchise to... Misa, break your code! <laughs> I don't want this franchise to ignore the prequels and as will probably I do. continue to happen... No, 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 but in a larger context. And as will probably continue to happen, like, just kind of put the original trilogy up on pedestal and be like, this is the gold standard. We're just bowing down to its brilliance. I want this franchise to just go crazy. I want it to just break things and just try new things and have fun with it and not really care what the... And Turns out Ray's not that powerful. It's actually George Hart. <laughs> he, he was connecting them the whole time. Misa lifting rocks! <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... This movie made me realize... that this, this is a weird segue to get from Jar Jar to this. But this movie made me realize that I really don't care that much about Star Wars. And not because this movie maybe ruined the, the idea of Star Wars for me. Because I, I do still like this movie quite a bit. I have no, I still have no idea what grade I'm going to give it. I'm going to have to do like an on-the-spot thing there. But um, I just like... Well, it's all about the fan base reaction to it. That's... Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that the fan base just completely rejected every idea that I found interesting in this movie. Yeah. It's the fact that... It, it really is... I came out of this movie and I was like, I finally get Star Wars! And then This the, feels like the Star Wars for me! And then the internet says, What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And it's like, you know what? Do what you want. Like, I, it's, they're just movies. They, they, I, I don't think they have the quality overall, like as far as across these eight movies, to hold consistency, to hold this franchise into such a high regard... 
I think the original trilogy is good, but I don't think it's 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 good. It was amazing for the time. I think it was. I mean, I always say I'm not going to like deny that it was groundbreaking. I still really enjoy watching them. I gave them good reviews, but like, I'm just done with them. I'm going to continue to watch them because I I generally enjoy watching Star Wars movies. But like, this movie flipped a switch for me and made me realize that I it's just not really my thing. It's really not. I I'm going to continue to enjoy the iconography and the characters and everything. But like, yeah. I mean, you're allowed to be wrong about that. That's fair. But um, my my three favorite franchises at this point, and we'll get into Pwn Holder, but I just... Sure. James Bond in a very precarious position where Spectre wasn't very good, and I don't know how, how Daniel Craig's last movie yep. is going to be. Batman, they have no idea what they're doing mm-hmm. with that. And Star Wars, <laughs> I'm kind of divorced from Star Wars <laughs> a little bit. Like, all my three favorite franchises growing up are just kind of whatever. Yep. I don't know, my three fr- favorite franchises I think are going pretty well. <laughs> and they are? Yes. I like to imagine they're the exact same franchises you just mentioned. <laughs> no. Spectre was no. his favorite movie of maybe, whatever that came out. Maybe that's why I'm clinging on to X-Men Dark Phoenix so hard. Because <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just like, i got to have something. Bring it back from the ashes, dang it. Well, one of my to favorite... be fair, if it, if it has the John Ottman theme, it automatically gets like fair. a C for me. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> One of my favorite franchises is already done, and I'm just not going to acknowledge the newest films in it. Um, one of my favorite franchises is still going. Oh, one was Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't acknowledge the Hobbit yeah. movies. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, that's... <laughs> we're going to have to watch those. Yes! Yeah. I'm so sorry for you, too. I'm going to ignore yeah. that part. <laughs> Um, MCU has been sure excellent. Sure. I think. I mean, that MCU would have to be one of my favorites. And then Star Wars, I love everything that's happened since the original Star Wars chronologically uh-huh. in the movies what about Rogue One I actually okay yeah include so that since, since that Rogue One rewind like a couple of weeks before <laughs> yeah. Star Wars literally rewind a couple of days <laughs> yeah but what I'm trying to say is that I feel like they're taking all these in pretty great pretty great directions and two three of those are Disney yep I think Disney's done an excellent job with the properties it's been given, and I'm very excited to see what they do. This is totally way off track. Yeah. To well, a lot of that, to, 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 to go off a, off a fun tangent here real quick, I do think a lot of that has to do with Bob Iger, who is the guy who oversaw Disney. As a, Dis, he's, he's Disney's current CEO, I think. One of those, CEO, president, whatever. Um, and he's, he's he oversaw the acquisition of Pixar. He oversaw the acquisition of Star Wars and Marvel. So he's been around forever. There's another one, I think, that I'm forgetting. Um, he might have... No. I don't remember. But yeah, he's been around since like the early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, yeah. And, and he got all of those, all that stuff. And I think he won, I think, well, obviously Fox is happening right now. And apparently him and the guy in charge of Fox, uh, Rupert Murdoch, they were hashing out some of the, the details of the deal during the Star Wars premiere in like Paris, I think. <laughs> that's funny. Um, interesting. But yeah, he, I think, I think he probably plays a large part in making sure that all of these go fairly smoothly because he is generally as far as far as I know everything I've heard of him he is an excellent uh, leader mm. I don't know how long he'll continue I think he's I think he wanted to kind of knock out one more big acquisition being the Fox film stuff right um, but I don't I think he might be stepping on soon which is kind of concerning but and, and eh. what else are they going to acquisition like what else would you want them to acquisition well I'm saying I'm saying with Fox I think that's C. No, they need. They need. D. C. Oh, and James Bond too. While you're at it. James Bond would be 
James Bond me. is fine. But with DC... Take Jason Bourne! Take them all! See, with DC, you want that to stay away from Marvel, the no, ownership, no, because... No, no, I, no, I don't. I know that we... Okay, Tyler and I always used to joke about this. Is like It'd be great for both of them to be owned by the same company, but I think it, it's nice to have some competition i know that like mcu movies are made because they love the material and they want to make money <laughs> well deep down like, what i'd like is for them to go to public domain and then anybody can make a batman movie yeah well that'd be great but no one's gonna do that yeah. no i'm not i know copyright laws and all okay so if there was i know this is way off track but if it was anybody but disney who would you pick to have the rights to dc i know you said Me? public domain but like <laughs> I don't trust any of these clowns. Disney is the only one we can trust, really. Then, like, at least for consistency. Yeah. Even if it's just kind of average. Yeah. Sony. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sony is just like they spit. They have a one in six like spinner. <laughs> they flip it, and then just like if it lands on like one like I guess it lands on one, and it's like boom, instant hit. Great job. Anything else, it's like oh, what did you do? Oh, the emoji movie. <laughs> Whoops. Fox is similar. Maybe more of a coin flip with Fox, but it's still. I think Fox is more 50 50, but they've yeah. been really hitting the other side of 50 a lot more often. Yeah. Um, Give me that Dark Phoenix gold. <laughs> also, I just realized. And Hans Warner Brothers is maybe the worst. Not just because of DCU, but like because In of. In terms of like a corrupt CD group type which thing. Which is not to say that Disney is not also corrupt and seedy, but Warner Brothers lets it spill into their, their product a lot more. Just give it to Netflix. And it's just much more... Yeah, right. They're, give sure. Give it to Netflix. There are worse ideas. Amazon. or Yeah. Well, yeah. the problem with Amazon is they're pouring all their money into their Lord of the Rings <laughs> style <laughs> They have to show. put it on hold for 10 years, which is probably not a bad Okay, idea. we're bumping up everybody's Prime account charges by $100 now. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I have no clue. Hey, I, I would consider doing that if they got DC. <laughs> I have no clue what they're going to do with that, but because they want to do like a Game of Thrones competitor. competitor. Yeah. Anyway, we just got way off topic. Do you well, want? It's a good Star Wars brings up these kind of conversations because of where they are right now. It's fascinating. So, do we want to keep talking about Finn and Rose, or do you want to talk about Jar Jar, or do you want to move <laughs> on to Poe and Aldo? Like, where where are we at? I don't know. Finn and Rose, what, what more do we have? So we talked about their ending. In the I pack. have issues with how Ryan Johnson tackles Finn. Sure. Because it's it's a strange situation where he technically doesn't backtrack with his character. But mm -hmm. it's my read on Finn at the end of Force Awakens is different from Ryan Johnson's read on Finn. Sure. Because I think it's a bit of a false start having Finn's arc in this movie being, I'm going to join the Resistance. And he spends most of the movie being like, I'm just doing whatever I do for Ray. Yeah. Which I feel like there is some of that in the original. But he also I, I, I has think... this moment where he feels like he is in the resistance. Yeah. Like he is full on with the resistance, but with this he I, I think kind of backtracks to where he's only doing it for Ray. Well, it depends on how you read the ending and like when, when Kylo Ren shouts traitor at him and he and he pulls out the lightsaber and starts to fight him. It depends on how you read that, if it's just right. I'm defending myself and Ray versus oh I've decided to join the resistance you know I, I am a traitor you know whatever mm -hmm. depends on how you read that and Ryan Johnson just reads it differently for me I feel like because yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering how many more places you can take Finn as a character sure um, because they, they I think they really 
dropped the ball on not really going after him as an ex stormtrooper. Yeah. Because he doesn't seem like a very damaged person, and I feel like you would be if you just left yeah. the First Order cold turkey. Yeah. Well, they, they almost tried to do that for the first 30 seconds of his existence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they just completely and then, left and then it he, alone. And then he starts joking because John Boyega is a charismatic person. Yeah. Something else I want to address real quick. Marvel humor. For some reason, this movie has, has been slapped with the label of it has a lot of Marvel humor. This movie has a joke in the first minute or two with the, the on hold stuff with Poe. Also, what other examples of humor of like Marvel? I think there's a couple of some funny of the, bits. Maybe some of the slapstick with like Hux getting thrown around. Maybe I guess. But otherwise, is there? There's like this movie's not maybe, very funny. No, maybe. it's this not. It's pretty serious. It's very serious. Maybe like the parts like where like where Ray's like reaching out for the Force, and like Luke does that's the whole hilarious. thing. That's hilarious. That is really <laughs> funny. It's funny. I mean, well, I also there's think... Not, I feel like, I feel like you feel like that's the Force. But even even if we're if we're we're trying to classify. Like, even if we're looking at every single joke in this movie as, as quote-unquote Marvel humor, it's like tin. Well, even... Okay, I have to break this down real quick. So people complain that, that the joke about putting someone on hold doesn't even make sense in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Quick example. Empire Strikes Back. Imperial Officer walks up to Darth Vader and says, Lord Vader, uh, the Emperor demands to make contact with him. Yeah. I guarantee you he's on hold. At that and then Darth point. Vader walks into the little hologram machine. How is is the emperor not on hold? Can we not just assume that? Like, no. <laughs> I I do question a bit the the little bit about your mother at yeah. the end. That's yeah. like a little, it's a little, little far, a little, little modern. Yeah, it's and then that feeds into a complaint I had about Force Awakens, where right. like a lot of the humor with with Finn and stuff, it, it felt too modern. Yeah, and I feel like this movie actually pulls back a little bit. On yeah, it. definitely. Well, no, I mean, and it also doesn't have nearly as much humor, and I'm very confused as to I'm why. I'm in charge, Phasma. Like... I'm in charge. Cool it down. <laughs> The only real problem I have with that sequence with with Poe and Hux, too. yeah. Oh man, the only problem I have with that sequence with Poe and Hux is that I don't feel like Hux would let him just sit there and start asking, like start yeah. talking. I feel like they would just shoot him out of the sky. They, out of they space. do change the character of Hux. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's the biggest difference, I think. Because in Force Awakens, they play him very much as a foil for Kylo Ren. Like they are both like they don't yeah. like each other. They're butting heads, but they both get the job done. Yeah, in their different ways. Right. And this one. Oh hey, the first order are basically neo Nazis. Let's just make fun of them. Yeah, Hux. Yeah, he's. Let's just. Let's. Just, he'll be the butt of every joke. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. We'll. We won't treat him like a serious threat. Yeah. Right. I mean, like in the first, like ten minutes, he gets like dragged by a hologram on the ground. Like, yeah. He, it's like well, even like his opening dialogue, he sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah. And it goes back kind of to his his speech. Yep. And they will bow down to the <laughs> might of the first order. And it's like, dude. Bring oh. it down. Bring it down a little. Okay? Yeah. Put your hand down. <laughs> I don't know. I Put remember your hand down, shave I, off I just mustache. wanted to, to point that out, because I remember the, the I remember the, the Red Letter Media guys, like, specifically point, Hydra. specifically point out the Marvel humor, which really sat, did not sit, sit well with me, because I had already, this they released their review, like, a few days after, and they, that was the thing I, ca- I kept constantly seeing thrown out there, is, oh, the Marvel humor. Marvel humor, Marvel, and we've already discussed death, the MCU to death recently, as far as, like, which movies do push the humor too far and everything this isn't even close to even the most dour serious Marvel film I might be Infinity War I don't know which still has a lot of humor yeah which still is very funny um I I don't it's not even close like I don't understand what 
And th- another thing, another another fun thing, and this is something that we could also address. I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around here as, as things sort of stream of consciousness jump to me. But Leia, in the scene where she pulls herself back to the ship. Oh, yeah. That happens. I don't really have a problem with that. I don't think it's a, a big deal either way. However, that scene has gained the, uh, the, the, the moniker of... Leia Poppins. That's been the the reference. It's like, oh, the Leia Poppins scene. It's terrible. It looks it looks trash. This movie's trash. Because um, that is. would not happen. That would not be a name for this. That and I think that overall that would make it less. Like I think overall, if this didn't exist, it would make that scene less maligned. That name would not exist if it wasn't for the 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 Mary Poppins joke Yondu makes in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I, I'm 100% certain of that. That it would, it, then people might still hate it. People might still say it looks silly or funny or whatever. It wouldn't have gained nearly the 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 Mary Sue effect, really, of just like here's the name that we're gonna use to put on this thing and make it sound terrible. That would not have gained nearly the same effect if that movie hadn't come out. What was that? A year prior? Two years prior? No, it came out in the summer of 2017. Were those the same? Yeah, same, same year. year. Same year. Yeah. Even better. Like yeah. six months apart. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So like. That totally, if that had not been the con- in the public consciousness, I don't think people would hate on that nearly as much. Probably not. I just find the visual odd. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I'm not gonna say, oh, it doesn't make any sense, blah blah blah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really question that. It's like, yeah. a, it's a basic force pull. You're in space. Yeah. There's no gravity. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Also, Star Wars physics in space. <laughs> Your argument isn't valid. Noises in space. Explosions in space. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Try to keep up. (laughs) For me, it's just the image itself is weird. And I don't know if I I can accept it or not. (laughs) See, for me, I mean, because Carrie Fisher passed away, again, very, very recently before that. And it was just this very emotional moment, I think, for a lot of people in the theater. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with it. I actually loved it when yeah. I first saw it. Well, the big thing for me is is what purpose does it serve? Mm. Any anybody? Well, I mean, it's it's just a show of force by Leia. I mean, that's yeah. that's about. But it, it, but it doesn't lead to anything. It's not like well, she I does think, anything at the end. I I, 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 I think they I mean, setting up for episode nine. Well, she also. I, I'm almost certain that's where they're going with that. Okay, so she yeah. also communicates with Luke. Yeah. Whenever he re- well, but, but oh, that's already we, set up. we need to get into that too. There's a moment where Luke decides he's going to reconnect himself back yes. to the Force, and he kind of wakes Leia up from her coma. <laughs> and then he, we get the scene where it's it's Kylo and Rey, and they're about to touch hands, and Luke shows up, and he's like, "Ray, don't yeah, do yeah. it!" And he like blows the wall apart. Yes. And why is he running down there? Like, why is he like, "Ray, yeah. don't do it!" And this led into an interesting theory that you had yes. that Leia actually built in the the connection using the Force between Ray mm. and and Kylo, not Snoke. Mm. Snoke just kind of hijacked it and was right. like, "It's a, it's all me, yeah, aren't I? Aren't plan. I so yeah. powerful yeah, and yeah. clever?" Yeah. yeah, that's that. That's a very interesting theory. Of course, they probably mm. won't. If it was what they were going for, right. they're probably not going to go with it now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would have been actually a really good twist. I kind of because well specifically because of the fact that after Snoke dies, they still connect to each other. Yeah, and it's not really addressed as like a moment. Yeah. Now, when did the connection start again, plot wise? Is that before or after Leia was 
It's it's right after Leia goes into coma, which is interesting because it's so like, maybe she was con- yeah, maybe she's, she's putting all of her effort yeah, yeah. into that. That could be potential. I think it's an interesting idea. Do we need to address Akbar getting killed? No, his voice actor is already passed away. Well, Just... people, pe- it's another deification of Star Wars. I yeah. don't know why Admiral Akbar is an important character. Because he said than... it's a trap, and it's that's a trap. thing that's on a lot of T-shirts and mugs and lunchboxes. Uh, He's also face. the greatest hero of all time in Star Wars. Yeah. Also. I know a lot of people are like he should have been the one to sacrifice himself by doing the the hyperdrive suicide yeah, run. That's, you, that's you can't have a character called Akbar doing a suicide yeah, run yeah. in a mainstream movie that's, for that's kids. That's been pretty well hashed out, I think. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> but you just say it's a trap. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that that is too easy to memeify. Yeah, yeah. And that could be seen as very offensive to people. Right. Like that. Right. That's uh, um, stay far away from that. Let's let's get into Pwn Hole though. Sure. Um, actually, did I address Finn? Yeah, I addressed Finn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Phasma. Do we want to mention Phasma real quick? Before yeah. We move on? Um, she gets a fight scene at least. Yeah. That's more than she got in Force Awakens. I I hope she's not if dead. We're, if we're doing this exponentially, the next movie will be better. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's 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 kind of weird because overall, I don't like the fact that we're splitting up our characters. Sure. Without them really having built up really good relationships, Which I think I think that's a good segue into the Poe and Holdo stuff, and I think that underscores a larger point of the purpose of this movie is that um, the they split up our kind of major characters, Ray, Finn, and Poe. Yeah. Um, and they have each of them have a new side character. In one case, it's Luke. In the other two, it's just brand new characters. Yeah. They kind of pair up with, and then Finn gets kind of an additional side character to pair up and kind of has this balance and this um, that's kind of why I do like DJ as a character I should mention before we kind of move on completely I think it's cool to see a very great area character um, I think it, it would be more effective to have him be in Force Awakens when when like you were saying Finn is going through that initial like do I want to be part of the resistance yeah uh, arc I, that's the point I, I was trying to make the, the arc that Finn has in yeah. this movie I feel like he works better works better in yeah. the first movie yeah yeah I agree um yeah, and so like, I do like the line where where Finn goes, "You're wrong," and then mm-hmm. and then DJ goes, "Maybe." Yeah, and apparently that was that was Benicio del Toro ad libbing. Apparently, originally he said something very stupid Hollywood dumb action movie line, sure. um, like, "Oh, I'm not wrong. I got paid a whole bunch of money," you know, something sure, sure, something sure. like that. But instead, it's, it, yeah, it it keeps going with the nuance of that character, right? Um, and the the little scene where he shows. Finn that you know they, he's got these guys and they're selling weapons to arms dealers and or they're selling they're selling weapons to the first they're arms dealers selling weapons to the first order and the resistance both yeah. and how it's gray areas and a lot of, and, and like Finn needs to pick a side at some point because once again feeding back into that cycle of the the military industrial complex that keeps feeding into these yes. repeating conflicts yeah, yeah. interesting concept overall um, however, I still find it problematic that they're trying to play up the nuance of the war, even though it's it's a yeah. it's a very black and white conflict. Well, I don't know if it's playing up the nuance of the war so much as playing up the nuance of the 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 casino owners because it's it's like they're they're trying to sell the yeah. I I want to mention one more thing about um Rose mainly, actually as well. I don't know why it's such a big deal for Finn to be presented with the the nuance of the situation, considering. The first order of the bad well, guys. Well, it's it's more about the casino stuff because it's like, and I kind of want to mention this real quick because the 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 point is that oh, the casino guys they're bad guys because they're making money off the first order, when in actuality they're making money off both sides. Like both sides are paying these people, and they're just kind of 
like it's still not necessarily it doesn't make them good people definitely doesn't make them good people actually but it's more it's not nearly as black and white he's there he's saying that outside of the resistance in the the first order it's not nearly as black and white across like kind of you can't <clears throat> lump everybody into that i don't know and like i said it's not i think finn's is definitely the the most under-realized of any of the major character arcs we get in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think there's enough there to do something, but it doesn't really get formed into anything super strong. Um, I want to mention Rose real quick, because we already talked about her final... the How the third act doesn't really pay off. And again, this is why Finn doesn't really work as a... His character arc doesn't really pay off entirely um, because of the third act. But specifically, the scene where she releases the animals the the um, the fathers yeah um where they all they all charge through and leave and then finn has the line where he says man i'm glad we ripped we ripped that town apart you know that was fun and then rose is like well or or it was fun it was it was worth it to rip that town apart yeah and then rose rips the saddle off the the father and he he runs back off to his herd and he said and then she's like now it was worth it um a lot of i've seen people claim that it's like well what's the point of canto bite it's just about animal cruelty that's that's a dumb psa or whatever even though that directly files into her final statement of like i mean in the context of where she is when she says the um it's not about destroying what you hate it's about saving what you love yeah that's doesn't necessarily work where it's placed but that scene in canto bite reinforces that later yeah i think and so i I'm, I'm, it, that's not the pur- the purpose. There is not to be like, look, they're freeing animals, aren't they? Good people. It's or, or something like that. It's like I, I am no, it's, it's, slowly moving towards not disliking the Canto Bite stuff as much. Yeah. I'm so, like, the more I watch, I'm like, okay, this it's I, really not that big of a deal in the movie. It does. Well, it does. My, my big thing was just I thought they spent a lot of time just kind of walking around like like Finn going, oh, no, this is awesome. Really this is don't. great. They really do. It's like. The resistance is dying right now. Speed it no, up. You got to find no, the guy. Get no. get the mission moving. But they don't really spin. No, no. I was over. It does. It does break the pacing. It is. Yeah. It is weird. It is a weird thing to insert in the middle of a chase sequence, th- th- allegedly. But like, yeah. It it's not nearly as as much of a deal. I think overall. Um. Let's let's move into the Poe yes. Holdo stuff, and then we'll we'll try to wrap this yeah. up. This is it's already almost to two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours on this movie. On this movie. <laughs> Not including the hour and a half we talked about grades. All right. Yep. So, I don't know what to make of Holdo. I don't know if I like her character she or hate her character. In Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> she was even better in Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> My biggest problem with her is just that there's there's not a moment it's where... Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just moving along. Holdo! <laughs> there's not a oh. moment, there's not a moment where she explicitly says why she's not telling Poe information. I feel like there's a lot of perfectly valid reasons why someone who is in the top of command of a, 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 a military endeavor would not be telling certain subordinates everything. I, I think there are a million reasons they could have said. They should just should have picked one to have her explain more than just I don't like you because you're a hot shot which is also valid but it gets to a point where she's still withholding information the big and it's thing, just kind of like the big thing that bothers me is just at the point where she's being held at, yes she's being yeah. held at gunpoint her ship's being taken over she should be like okay I'll explain now yeah yeah 
I guess it's the integrity she has. Well, it's it, it could still be a, a thing about the spy thing because at that point, even more, it's well, like let's get into the spy thing. That's what I was gonna they, say. They never address the possibility of there being a spy. Yes, um, which seems a lot more plausible than they've developed hyperspace tracking. Like the the, the conclusion sure. they reach. Sure. It it seems like a bit of a stretch compared to that. Yeah. Um. And I've watched some video, I think it's the, the channel's called Nando V Movies, and he, he does, like, if I change this one thing in the movie, it automatically becomes better. Uh-huh. And his big thing was, what if you make Rose a spy? Yes. And I think Which, that's, that's very interesting. It's I think, a very efficient I think change. that streamlines a lot of your story points. That helps to strengthen the stuff I with don't Finn, think, uh, yeah, the I, nuance of the conflict, yeah. other than just rich people are profiting off right. both sides by also saying... No, this conflict's more nuanced. She seems like a good person, and maybe she is, but she's actually playing for the other side. Yeah. Um, and also just I, playing up the paranoia with Holdo and having that be a more reasonable explanation for why she's not telling people her right, plan. Right. Um, my my thing is just that obviously that that conflicts with other parts of the movie as far as like her her sister sacrificing herself. Yes. All that good stuff. Um, well, you could also play into that. You you could play more into the emotion of, of yeah. her like realizing like, oh, my sister, she gave her life for this cause, True. and I'm having to be a spy for the other side. And maybe she turns. Maybe she ends up being on the resistance yeah. side at the end of yeah. the movie. It does feel like that would be more effective. Maybe not necessarily the Rose, but it would be more effective if, for instance, DJ was there the entire time for one yeah. reason or another, and then they were paired up the entire time, and then eventually, you so that it's that you you can collapse them into one character and that one character is the one who betrays him and then is like maybe and then yeah. walks off um yeah that could be effective but also i i wish poe and finn had gone on an adventure sure especially because everybody loved poe and finn in the first movie when they were when they were all buddy buddy yeah um Ryan Johnson apparently that was the original angle he went with and he said that was actually kind of boring and they were mostly just trading exposition and it wasn't very interesting yeah so that's that. why he created Rose. I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a, a but I think, very limiting I perspective. I think Poe on his own creates such an interesting character arc. I don't know. I know I know you don't like Poe's arc in this movie, but I, I feel like it's pretty effective. Um, I'm conflicted on his for arc me, in this movie. For me, it's there. It exists. Well, and it's, it's logical, just, but it's not my favorite. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it's marred by some of the stuff. I mean, really just the main thing. Again, the fact that Holdo doesn't explain why she's not telling him things basically yeah um but i still don't really have a problem with that i think i think hold again i think holdo is perfectly just because he's the protagonist i I don't think that means holdo has to tell him all the information yeah it's just a matter if she needs to explain why she's not telling him that um but then like yeah from that point it's just i don't know i feel like poe's arc is very effective i think specifically the payoff at the end for one where he turns away the the run on the the um, Death Star battering ram thing where he calls that off just like Leia tried to call off the bombing run yeah I think that's really nice and the the part where he's like no 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 we're not gonna go fight fight with Luke he's trying to stall for us so we're gonna go find an exit and then uh, Leia's like oh what are you looking at me for follow him I think that's such a nice moment and I just feel like coming I, I don't know I think it works really really well um I think yeah. the the main issue for me is just when I watch and when I'm watching Poe at the beginning of this yeah. movie and he's taking on the First Order, I don't see him as I'm trying to be the hero. I want the glory. I you know that it's not necessarily that. It's just I mean it is like Leia kind of lays it out where it's like 
he explicitly disobeys her orders because he wants to blow this thing up. And it's not necessarily that he's trying to be like, I want to grab all the glory. It's, it's more just like he's ignoring the orders of people who might be wiser than him and might have more knowledge than him because he wants to try and make a, make a stand and destroy the things he hates <laughs> and try and make a stand. To, to, I can't argue with that. Rose. Yeah. Make a, stand, <laughs> make a stand and like do that. Um, I like to think that Tyler's spirit animal is indeed Rose. Yes, that's great. Mother? Um, <laughs> yeah. That, um, but it, it does feel like... Now it's worth it. <laughs> he's trying to... The point is really just that he's disobeying orders and he gets people killed in the process. Right. That's, that's ultimately... It's not necessarily that he is completely in the wrong. It's more just that is where he's coming from and that's not a... That's not very like a very justifiable reason to be doing this. Well, thing. well. Plus, you and I had a bit of a debate, yeah, um, about how justifiable his actions are at right. the beginning of the movie because he ends up being he ends up maybe have made sure making the right choice at the beginning by by going with the bombing run, um, because they end up being tracked through hyperspace and it's like, well, why the giant the super sure. giant star destroyer could have just shown up and blown them all yeah. up and then the no more Star Wars for anyone. <laughs> but Maybe but then, that was but then the right you choice. brought you brought up the argument. Holdo says you destroyed our whole bombing run, yes. or our whole bombing fleet. So yes. maybe they could have pulled something together and they could have come up with a smarter plan, right? And given right. more time. Yes. So that would be my argument. Yes. Um, um, again, I think the movie usually gives us just enough. In some cases, it doesn't, but it, for the most part, I think it gives us enough to keep the plot together while we explore these characters. Also, I think it's it's. It's problematic that it's constantly saying, "Don't be a hero, don't don't go for a yeah. suicide run, whatever." And then Holdo makes a suicide yeah. run. Yeah. I find that very problematic. Very cool moment. Yes. Um, I don't think it's sort of a different situation from. I don't think it completely breaks the universe, like everyone says. Yeah. yeah. That's something I. It, it, some, it does feel. That, it once again, it does feel like a trick you would say for a last movie in a series. Right. right. And it's something that I like. So, so, it what, also what, doesn't do quite as much damage as everybody yeah, thinks. Yeah. Like you can't just send like an X-wing if it were to go into hyperspace. Like you could. I don't think it would like destroy a Death Star if you did right, that. Right. Yeah. It might might cause a little damage, but yeah. I don't. I don't think it would do it. Punch a big hole. It's it. a massive <laughs> ship. It doesn't even destroy everything. Snoke's ship is still intact. Largely intact. Yeah. It just breaks the wing off. Yeah. Um, it just is able to stop them so that the ex escape yeah. ships can get to crate. Yeah. And the big thing, the, the other thing with that is that specifically Holdo's ship, there's a moment where they are like, oh, hey, she's turning. What are, what should we do? Yeah. And they're like, oh, ignore it. She's just trying to be a distraction. They had full opportunity to blow that ship up. Yeah. They just didn't until it was far too late. Yeah. And so it's like. Because Hux is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, I, I think the idea there is that typically there would be a lot more, it would be a lot more obvious what the strategy was if that's what they were trying to do every right. time. And it's still. <laughs> probably not the easiest thing to target that yeah so yeah i just think overall i i just find the set piece of this this chase very sure. weird just because yeah. it's a very slow moving chase it's pretty much just a ticking time it's bomb. really not paced with with breakneck intensity by yeah. any means it's it's sort of yeah i don't know i i i I'm not going to tell you I could write a better movie than Ryan Johnson because I can't. <laughs> but I feel like there's there's got to be some better way of merging all these plot lines. They yeah. just feel way too separate. Sure. As opposed to... We'll talk about Infinity War a little bit. I feel like that does a very good job of having yeah. these these separate plot lines that are able to weave together. And it feels like... Th mm. th 
each one feeds off the other, you know? Sure. Whereas this, it feels a little too separate for yeah. my liking. I agree. Also, I think that handles subverting expectations in a much more effective way. But sure. that's just me. I don't know. I think this, the, the Everyone see Infinity War! I think the expectations that are subverted in this are, are generally not a problem. I think it's the stuff around that that yeah. becomes more of a problem in Last Jedi. Yeah. Every dollar Infinity War makes, we make ten cents. <laughs> I wish. That'd be oh incredible. My goodness. Imagine a ten percent. We'd be millionaires by now. We... I'm, I'm never going to make that much money. <laughs> we would have sixty million dollars at this point. Something something along those lines. Yep. Should get on that. <laughs> Kickstarter. <laughs> Help us sneak into Disney. <laughs> All right, so we covered those. Is there anything else we want to talk about? The movie's gorgeous. Um, this yep. may be the best-looking Star Wars movie. I think it's I... kind of on par with Rogue One. It's kind of a yeah, debate. Fair. It's a toss-up fair. between those two. I think, I think this one has more... I think Rogue One has a lot of really cool shots of, oh, this is a really awesome ship. Yeah. Where this... Which is great. Like, it's not that that's a bad thing. And, of course, there's the Darth Vader scene at the end. Yeah. Um, where the, <laughs> um, this movie, I think overall just is more consistent and, and the quality is yeah I mean they're both they're both very well shot I, I adored and, and, and praised uh, Gareth Edwards in our Rogue One podcast if I remember correctly it was but like, briefly in this movie yeah. when the guy weirdly goes salt yeah um yeah. I kind of wish it was a different scene where he just like he pulls out like a, a ro- maybe a roast pork he just pours some salt and he just grabs some salt up the ground and just like <laughs> No. Anyway, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I think overall this is a better movie, which is again not really to put down Rogue One at all. It's just that this movie looks really, really, really good. Well, it's just great that this movie's able to survive without a real lightsaber battle. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can kind of argue that whenever they're fighting the Praetorian Guards, it's a little bit of a lightsaber sure. battle. But again, and I think I complained about this when we were talking about the prequels. Um, they 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 have creative weapons that aren't necessarily lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. But they can still hold up to lightsabers. They have things that they can fight with. And the same thing goes with like Captain Phasma and her stuff. Like this was all introduced in Force Awakens, but the like the traitor uh, stick that the one guy has or yeah. whatever, and, and like yeah, it's neat. Yeah. It like you said, it's a very pretty movie. Yeah. It's very uh, good. It's very nice on the eyes. Mm-hmm. Not too much color. Just the right amount. Anything else we gotta talk about, or is that is that it kind sounds of like it? you're talking about like a wine, like <laughs> wine tasting? Like, oh yes, very subtle. Well, I mean, crate did aroma. have a ni- crate did have a nice red, <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, red and white. I mean, white wine's not necessarily white. Like you're salt, not necessarily but... white. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> See, the great thing is that nobody knows what kind of race I am, so all my talk <laughs> earlier about probably, Black Panther could probably be like, <laughs> hey, just because I sound like this doesn't mean that I'm white. Hey, man, my name's Cole. Uh, I'm made of rocks, but don't let that intimidate you. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually Italian, which is very white. <laughs> anyway. So... Any anything else? As we if, as we pass two hours, I think we've covered it. I'm sure there's At least I mean, this part. There, there's a, there's a lot that we could. I'm sure, but like yeah. I I think we've we've got it. So, mm-hmm. what's your grade? 
Or do you want me to go first? Go go first. I'm 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 still rolling it over. Consider this as me still being conflicted, and I I'm I'm not sure I'll ever be a hundred percent sure about this movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe having episode nine will help. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with C plus for now, just because there's a lot to like here. Overall, I do enjoy the movie. I will be watching it again. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly consistently, I would I would assume. Yeah. Um, but there's I just have so many problems with the structure and, and, and yeah. the story. C plus. Go for it. I want to hear yours first. No, I want to hear yours. I want to hear yours roll, first. Roll, roll, roll. I've been waiting on you, your grade for you a are, long time. You are a guest, and therefore I would like to see what you have to say. C as the guest, I should go last. C? That's your the C? C for Catwoman. C. <laughs> as the guest, I should go last. That's incorrect. That's Because <laughs> I still really have no idea, and I'm still thinking. I've, I've bounced around between like five different grades if we talked about this. I mean, I've been thinking about this too. Uh, the funny thing is when I was talking to Tyler about how I was going to come in on this, I was dead set on coming in no matter what and giving it an A+. <laughs> Whenever I talk about um, Canto Bite, <laughs> it's like, and after seeing Infinity War. Yeah, that's a big thing. I think I know this isn't an A plus movie, <laughs> but it still feels. I've seen what an A plus looks like, and this ain't it. It still feels like it's in the high B, low A range. Sure. And I really love this movie. It makes me feel good things. <laughs> makes you care about things. Yeah. Um. So I'm still kind of mulling that over. To be honest, I'll probably just give it an A minus. Just be happy with that. I was sitting at that for a little while while we were talking about it. I'm just curious, how much of my like criticisms have affected your scoring at all? I think to some extent. I mean, Zero. it's it's, it's <laughs> that's fair. Um, well, because just because you, it's good to to talk with someone else who also has thoughts and opinions, yeah. and so it's like thinking it gets you thinking critically. Um, I'm gonna definitely say. It's, when I first watched this, I was probably just like, A plus! Oh my lord! But like, yeah, it's it's come down over time. I mean, and part of that is the internet, it's, but it's not necessarily the internet. This is your Dark Knight Rises. Little bit. I don't this think is... I love it as much as you as you love Dark Knight Rises. Um, I do really, I do really, really like it. I'm just gonna go B plus. Well, that's okay. his it feels like it feels like I'm punting on it, but that is honestly about how I feel. It's... Fun fact: those are exact same grades for Thor Ragnarok. That's amazing. <laughs> no, they're not. Yes, well, they, they are, are for you two. For us, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I think overall that plays. I think Thor Ragnarok is is. If we're talking about the. <laughs> to get real stats for a second here, uh, oh, the God. the um. Not the what's not the margin error. The the confidence interval <laughs> is going to be a lot wider. For uh, this does not make any sense from a stats perspective, but I'm just going to use a term anyway. And it is a lot wider for Last Jedi than it is for Ragnarok. I'd say Ragnarok. It's like the highs, the lows are are probably a little less low, but the highs are not quite as high. Where Last Jedi, I think. So it's not as extreme. Yes, Last Jedi. I think there's more of an extreme, but it still centers on. On B plus, at least for us. For Thor me. Ragnarok is Joseph's favorite movie. I'm saying for me. I'm saying specifically for me. 
Except for Infinity War. <laughs> Go see Infinity War today. Or yesterday. Or tomorrow. Kevin Feige, please talk to us. We want your money. Uh, I bet you say we want more movies. <laughs> if, if you know someone who actually works in the production of the MCU, please tell them to pass this along to Kevin Feige. <laughs> or anyone who was involved with the production of The Last Jedi. <laughs> Either way, we'd love to meet with them and talk to them and let them talk about how we just have a very poor podcast going here. <laughs> um, that you've been a guest of for one episode. <laughs> but considering the fact that you've managed to stick it out through about three hours and 45 minutes to get to this point. Um, we assume you're invested. We're proud of you. And we want your money. <laughs> please. Please keep listening to us. Oh, God. Even though I probably won't be here ever again. You never know. Maybe for the 200th episode. <laughs> if they get there. Do we have that movies, many movies to watch at this point? At some point? point, we just stop doing franchises and we're just like, I start don't know. Start talking about movies. Let's talk about... Well, then you can start doing TV shows. Goodfellas. That's a movie. You can start That's doing TV great shows. Movie. TV show. There we go. Just turn like, you can just do a season. No. Nope. <laughs> well, no, you just do like a season. Like I'm, you... I'm too nice to TV shows. No thanks. Like you can do Daredevil season one. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to rewatch all of the Marvel. I still haven't finished Jessica Jones season two. I haven't not even started even, it. Not even that. Like I, I have any problems with what I've seen so far. I just TV shows, man. They're weird. There's too many of them. Yeah, exactly. Quit making content, but at the same time, Marvel quit or keep making content. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else though that we want to say, everybody? That that's I think we're in the clear. Stuck around. We've done a hundred episodes. Yep. Thank you. For... Thank you for joining us. If you've been here since the beginning, we love you and we want your money. <laughs> Their money. This is free. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm, just, I'm not saying. I'm. You know, just I would like I money. Think you got paid by Disney. If that's any financial requests by Tyler are made solely by Tyler and not by Alex. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because all the money he gets, all the checks he gets, you take anyway. Yes. Right? I don't know. I gave both this and the Ragnarok C pluses. How yeah, I was going to say, that's that's the problem, is that you've now gotten fired from the Disney checks, and therefore you, you messed up the good and thing I, I and had I going. And I didn't give Infinity War an A+. Plus. I only gave it an A. That's true. I don't want to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through uh, email at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. We are also on YouTube and iTunes. You just got to search that Here Come the Sequels. You'll find us right there. I'm so glad you were able to finally get that down without messing up. You know up. what? We're, that was good. Progress. It took Britain good. one try. <laughs> Britain's also an actor. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I, I wish Britain was here. But... <laughs> Your favorite? Here come the sequels. Yes. You yes. realize oh. our last Jedi discussion would be four hours if we had Britain. <laughs> yes, it definitely would have been. But like there, say. but there would have been impressions, and <laughs> maybe Bane would have made an appearance. I don't know, but I'm not going to do a Bane impression. <laughs> we got Korg. Got you Korg. got Korg. Yeah, I got Korg. And, and you got Hux, kind of? Yeah. And Jar Jar? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm work working my butt off for you people. I really appreciate it, Alex. Right. Okay. All right, well, everybody. Thank you, guys. thank you guys for watching uh, Star Wars Episode Eight review. Uh, this is a good time. I'm, I'm glad you got to talk about this movie. That is a sequel to the great movies that I made. Um, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, George. 
I didn't know George you're, Lucas liked our podcast. You're, you're, I, think I actually hate your podcast, but I'm a very nice person, so I'm going to continue to. Uh, <laughs> it's actually angry, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm really furious right now, but that's, that's all right. Sorry, right, guys. <laughs> Go back to your ranch. <laughs> all right, everybody. I prefer blue cheese. <laughs> Art is subjective. <laughs> Nothing is real. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>